You're listening to The Virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts... Now. Okay, let's get down to it, poppers. This is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, Ron Bennington, Fez, hey buddies, Watley, and of course the man they call Stan, Chris Stanley, hi, his catchphrase is hi, <laughs> which um, I don't think we can copyright because it's been used so many times. Hey, we can fucking give it a shot, I'll go to court. What do I got to lose? You go to court, they'll fucking keep you. <laughs> you, got a, you got everything to lose. Oh, yeah. Fuck. You cannot come out in the warrants. fucking light. <laughs> <laughs> you must live in the shadows and by night. <laughs> Seriously, you're the type of fucking guys that even Nazis would have a tough time playing. Oh, fuck yeah. It's a compliment. There's going to be some new game show on... I think it starts next week where it's like fucking hide the cash or yeah, something. Yeah, get 100 G's and... Uh, explain it to me because right. I saw the commercial and I went, well, finally, this could be for me. Yeah, this fucking, this fucking looks dope. It's two, it's pairs of two people, they get 100 grand. And then there's they're facing off against two cops. The people had the 100 grand and the cops try to find it. The cops find it, they get the money, and if you don't How find it... How the hell are the cops supposed to find it? Uh, they have 48 hours to find it, and in the article I read, they didn't go into the particulars of how they actually they're fucking This starts for very, it. very soon. If anybody knows about this, what's the name of the show? This is my fucking money. You ain't funny. <laughs> First of all, 48 hours, the cops ain't going to find me or the money. Fuck no. Get the fuck if out anything, of there. they're going to find a bunch of fucking receipts. Hey, go ahead. Because this fucking dude somehow spent 100 grand in fucking 48 hours. <laughs> if they. If there's fucking change in my pocket, it's only because Watley's dad put it there. Oh. That would be the only fucking possible way they would find any money on me. Change from heaven. They should do a thing where you're trying to find hide money from an ex-wife. Because <laughs> those fuckers will find money. They'll take it. Uh, we got to find out about this game show. So you get 100 G's to hide, and then the cops have to... To fucking find it. Yeah, and like each, like both of them have like sob stories. Like the cops have kids to put through college, but the regular people, fucking, you know, cancer treatments or some shit. It's First of all, nuts. every contestant should be a minority <laughs> to make it really fucking fun. <laughs> but like, you're allowed to put it in your fucking cousin's buddy's attic. I think How's so. How's a yeah. cop gonna find that? It's a big planet. Take the money and run. Is the name of the fucking good news for Mr. Steve Miller? Fuck yeah, Miller heads Aruga. out there. <laughs> Go on, take the money and run. 
Fuck yeah. I'll tell you this. It is easier now to get a wacky idea on fucking TV than any other time in the nation's history. Oh, yeah. And I'm saying that about a place that once had a show called the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> you know, we had some stupid shows. My Mother the Car has been on fucking TV. Yeah. My God. Uh, by the way, we're trying to get uh, Virginia Madsen to stop by because she is only here to play Sinatra records. That's awesome. Just came in like, oh, I love She's love got Frank. nothing to promote. <laughs> she fucking loves Sinatra. I don't think it's called Frank's Place anymore. Is it, is it just the Sinatra channel now? Strictly Sinatra is the name of the Was channel. it a matter that XM had one and uh, Sirius had one, so they... Combined. It's seriously Sinatra. And yeah, they, they just combined into... Yeah. Now, that guy, that old guy that used to run Frank's Place. Yeah. What was his name? Jonathan Schwartz. Is he still here? Yes, I believe he's still at the company. I know they refused to move into this building. Oh, yeah. They would not be near the bosses. Not going to do it. Which is fucking hysterical. <laughs> you know, you know you're up to something when you're like, I don't want to be near the bosses. Not going over there. It's not going to happen. I want some places that we can go through the trash without anybody saying a fucking <laughs> word to us. <laughs> All right, so we'll try to get from Virginia Madsen to uh, stop in, but if she does it, it's highly understandable. Tell her we play a lot of Sinatra, though. You know that. Fuck yeah. Now, Virginia Madsen always has been a real looker, has got this other, now, you know, a rebump to her career as a serious actress, but when she was younger, she was just a hot chick doing hot stuff in movies, and you're like... Oh, I'd love to fucking be with Virginia Madsen, but her brother is Mr. Blonde. Oh, yeah. So could you imagine you're growing up in Illinois, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to fucking get that girl from 11th grade. You go over to the house, Mr. Blonde's fucking there. No, thanks. All right. Come you on. here to see my sister? <laughs> He's just fucking, just fucking sucking on some soda. No, oh, yeah. Like in Reservoir Dogs. No, yeah, just leaned up against something. Did he go to Big Kahuna also? I think that was a Big Kahuna Burger Cup. I believe it was. There's always the thread in these fucking Tarantino love, love movies. It. Red Apple cigarettes. Um, Can't get enough of them. Nate, you're on the Run of Fez show. I got a number one for you, Mr. Bennington. The late number great, one, well, not yeah. late. Randy Moss retires today. And Chichester's got a cock-sucking rag on Oh, you fucked. It's over this year. It's all, it's all about Chai against Sun Valley. Um, well, let's get this out of the way. Here come the Row House kids. Linwood representing Marcus Huff, trainer, the spot of a recent SWAT attack. Wait, is that Ogden? Boop win! And of course, the three Twin Oaks. Oaks Village, 100% black, Twin Oaks Farms, mixed, and a my Twin Oaks, side of the T.O. boys, T.O. meaning watch the fuck out, I don't know how that stood for that, uh, he is, uh, Randy's gone, but they've got Chad Ochocinco. Yep. And they're all fucking going, oh, he's going to ruin New England. I don't know about that. New England's been known to fucking turn guys around. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking... 
They know what they're doing. They deal with fucking superstars. They know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Seriously. You've got to give them credit. Belichick, I think he's on top of things. They are exactly the same as the Eagles, but with championships. Yeah. <laughs> These are two teams that could stay, you know, top-tier teams for a long period of time. One of them bothered to win the championships. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, early in her career, Virginia, Ma Virginia Madsen was in this movie. I, I think Tom Berenger was in it also, and she plays a ghost in the movie. And that was when HBO would play the same movie over and over again, like yeah. early when they started. I've seen that movie like 50 times, and I still don't know the name of it. You don't need but to. Was, you don't need topless. to. Oh, my God. You just watch that shit for certain scenes. Exactly. Um, yeah, we're going to try to get her to stop by. She said, seriously, Sinatra right now. Seriously, Sinatra. And she's ready? She's ready. Uh, this is very, very cool, and there's another reason why this place is always bizarre, because you don't know who you can just grab <laughs> very, very quickly. Uh, I don't know. We'll only have a couple minutes with her, but it's very, very cool that we will. Uh, let's bring her in, Virginia Matson. into the studio like the summer wind <laughs> itself. Thank you. A Virginia Madsen. And you were just, you're already happy with the choice that I picked for you. Oh, that's my favorite Frank Sinatra song. Yeah. Favorite of all time. And I was just over in the other studio um, doing a show called Playing Favorites. Mm-hmm. On Seriously Sinatra. And uh, you spend an hour, you know, playing your favorite Frank songs and telling stories about them. And... If you like, uh, mm -hmm. if you're a fan of Sinatra like sure. I am, there's two songs that I play on the show that were n never released on an album. They only came out in this box set, and um, that was the complete reprise collection. And one of them's called It's Sunday, and the other one is I Believe I'm Gonna Love You. And oh, there's the beautiful, beautiful love song. And I also do a lot of covers, like, you know that song called If mm -hmm. by, by Bread? And Bread, yeah. And it's so yes. sappy and ridiculous. Frank does a cover of it that's so excellent, and it's really worth finding. Well, has it always been about Sinatra for you? You've always been a Sinatra fan? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, when I was a little, little girl, I knew him as an actor, and my dad was a big Sinatra fan, and so I remember, like, you know, standing on his feet and dancing with him. What, uh, what films did you like of Frank's? Uh, well, I think the, probably the first one I saw was uh, On the Town. Right. He was dancing with Gene Kelly. And I mean, what's amazing is, well, first of all, back in, in those days, you know, if you made a picture, you, you, you had to learn to sing and dance. Everybody. Right. Did. Everybody had to be able to do everything. But 
you know, Sinatra was such a talent that he was able to dance alongside Gene Kelly when he wasn't a dancer. He just learned how to do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's just multifaceted that way. And then, of course, later on in, you know, uh, Pal Joey and... uh, and um and and these were movies that I saw, you know, we had a little black and white TV and these were movies that were run, you know, late at night and I just thought he was, you know, one of the best best actors ever. Manchurian Candidate, Mammoth Golden. Yeah, Island. you're right. You know, pre kind of cable and having DVDs to get into movies, you had to make sure you caught that movie yeah. at that time or it would be a long time yeah. before you would see it again. Oh yeah, like they showed Wizard of Oz once a year. Once a year. It was a big event. And you better see it because yeah. all the kids in school are going to be talking about it the yeah, next sure. day and you would have blown it. Uh, but, you know, Summer Wind, to me, because a lot of people use Sinatra in film now, uh, the Pope of Greenwich Village, when Summer Wind is playing and, and these gangsters are playing stickball against these little kids, it's one of the most oh, perfect, yeah. perfect New York film moments. Oh, I'm so glad you reminded me of that. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful scene. Yes, I love that. Mickey Rourke and all these mm-hmm. like gangsters are sitting there playing that. But, you know, in this in New York City, that history of Sinatra, I mean, we can look out the window right here and see the, the old Paramount mm-hmm. uh, on Broadway where, you know, there's these great pictures of these Bobby Soxers back in the oh, 40s wow. just screaming for Frank. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people think of Sinatra as this establishment guy. But when he came out and the little girls were crazy about him, it was Elvis, it was oh, Beatlemania. Yeah. I mean, the parents were actually... And also, you know, he... he you know, he went through a, a real struggle in his career, you know, where he sort of lost everything. And right. He, and, and, and he really, really struggled. He struggled at the beginning, and then he struggled in the middle. And, and I think it was he... Um, uh, the Ed Sullivan Show. Ed yeah. Sullivan Show, they brought him on and, and let him do a number, and, and it really revitalized his career. And, and I think what I admire about him is no matter how su- successful he become, he became... I was about I was about to say no matter how sexy he became, and then I stuttered. You know what can I say? Um, uh, no matter how successful he became, he always appreciated it, and he always made it a point to thank people and and to always be grateful to where he was and what he had. And right. I really that was inspiring to me. Well, even the the time that he put together the Rat Pack guys. I mean, that was a thing that was for everybody's career. You know what I mean? Like, there were guys that were part of that that were later thought of as stars, but at the time, you know, I'm sure Joey Bishop wasn't playing the big rooms. (laughs) But when they moved that all together as a gang, it kind of revitalized a lot of people. But again, there was a thing of those guys were doing the Ocean's Eleven movies during mm-hmm. the uh, daytime, then going and doing those shows yeah. at night. They worked hard. Yeah. And you know what I, I love about those men is, you know, when you watch them perform together, you know, they're having such a good time. They were such good friends. Right. You know, and they perform so beautifully together, and they're all at the top of their game. Yeah. And all with beautiful instruments, and and they, and they, you know, I, I just, I don't see groups like that anymore i don't see men being like having friendships like that and it was really i i love that it was so much fun to watch well you know one of the things i think yeah one of the things i think that worked for it is that there was more a mystery about people in those days there wasn't social media and tmz and all that so when those guys showed up together 
It was like stunning to people. But yeah. you know, to go back when you yeah. said they could do all those things, Dean Martin's timing during most of those things comedically was <gasps> yeah, unbelievable. It, right? Just unbelievable. And so many of those uh, Rat Pack things are still around that you could sit and watch it and think, I don't know if anybody could do that kind of work today in terms of comedy, singing, dancing. And then the then they would all get you know, kind of move off the stage and let Frank do these songs that were, you know, gigantic hits. You know, I, 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 I think one of the things that made all of that possible is that, you know, these were artists that were deeply committed, you know, to their craft and they, and they were really, they rehearsed, they worked so hard mm -hmm. and they had a lot of discipline. And I think... A lot of performers today don't, they lack right. discipline, they lack focus, they're more into the fame, they're, you know, it's not something they think should be learned, it's just supposed to come naturally, you know. Right. When those guys were on stage, I mean, they were the masters of what they were doing, it yeah. wasn't, and they made it, of course, seem really easy, but God, they really knew what they were doing, man. And also, he was surrounded by such great players. And great producers, Quin you know, Quincy yeah. Jones is producing that stuff, and just great musicians working with them. I mean, you don't ever see any of those performers and see anybody on stage mess up. Professionalism was just... Professionalism, yeah. there you go. That's, I think, at the root of it as well. They had a real professionalism, and if you watch, you know, thankfully... We've got so much footage of these guys, and you you know you can see Frank like in a studio working with the, you know with uh, the conductor, with the orchestra, with the arrangement, and you can just see the the construction of all of this right. that went into a perfect number. And I think you know some artists think that you know you can just waltz in and stand in front of a microphone and just you're going to be great. Yeah, and it's well, not how it worked. Yeah, and even if you're going to do any of that, again, you've got to have such great people around you mm -hmm. all the time. So it's always, since you're a little girl, it's always been about Sinatra. It's been about Frank. Well, you know what? I also, I, I, I loved, you know, all those guys. I loved mm -hmm. the Rat Pack. I loved um, Dean Martin because my dad kind of sang like Dean Martin. Right. And uh, And I think I, you know, I was never, you know, I was growing up in the 70s and I never really liked, um, you know, the teen idols. I didn't right. really like pop stars at all. I really liked, you know, like movie stars. I really liked um, Steve McQueen. And you like men. Really, yeah, I you liked men. You like men. Not <laughs> yeah, I liked men. Not kind of uh, those kind of uh, Yeah, I never liked boy boys. No, yeah. no, no. It wasn't for me, even at 10. <laughs> it's amazing I didn't get in more trouble. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were scared to death of my dad, though. So it was your dad was a tough guy. <laughs> yeah, he was a fireman. Yeah, and then my brother also grew up like that. And uh, you know, my brother's an actor named Michael Madsen. Everyone's and, very, very familiar with Michael Madsen. Yeah. So when I first came out to Hollywood, and and even to this day, I mean, you know, for many, many years, I couldn't get a date because no one would dare go. I can't imagine because Michael would be like, <clears throat> "Hi." Yeah. You know. <laughs> Mr. Blonde is at the house when you go over to pick Virginia. That's not the easiest Sometimes thing in the world. Sometimes he would just stop by on his motor. <laughs> and, uh, hey, Gina, listen, I, uh, I forgot I left my hat over here. I was like, Michael. Well, he was the he, end of that boyfriend. He's a real Steve McQueen guy, too, right? Yeah. Uh, because yeah, I've, I've read his poetry, yeah. and Steve McQueen's name will pop up. Uh, occasionally, but that is like an interesting thing too. Of like, if you hit that when you're a, a, a kid growing up, and you see like, all right, I want that 
kind of lifestyle where I think a lot of people now think I want to stay a little kid as long as I possibly can <laughs> you know but when you yeah but when you look right. but if you happen to admire the adult world when you're a kid and think I can't wait to get there I think it sets up a whole different way to live for some reason now we want to stay you know keep watching cartoons as children but I can't imagine Sinatra Steve McQueen, Lee Marvin sitting down and watching cartoons oh, at night. You know, those those guys were from Lee a whole Marvin. different world. Yeah. Wow, remember that movie, The Magnificent Seven? Unbelievable. Wasn't that terrific? Yeah. God, it was amazing. And I and you know, I think it's also you know, that we have a lack of role models. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a lack of you know, and it's not just tough guys, but it's like grown-ups, you know, right. men and women grown-ups that we can look at and really admire. You know, we don't have a lot of them in 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 politics. We don't have a lot of them in you know in show business and music, and and they are there, right? But not in abundance. But also, you know, all those people that you're talking about is like like you even brought up Sinatra. Make it through the tough times yeah. without whining about it, without blaming other people. Just make it through till the good times show up again. Now, there is this uh, saying, I think it was Fitzgerald, says there's no second acts in American life. And I disagree. You are the example <laughs> of why it's the exact opposite. Uh, your career uh, totally changed and got incredibly more powerful later yeah. in your career. I think... For some reason, when I was uh, first starting out, I I always thought that things would happen for me later. You know, I come from a family of late bloomers, mm -hmm. and um, and I think you you know the the tradition of the theater was that you know you would sweep the stage you know for years, and then you'd play a bit part, and then eventually it'd take a long time before you got to be the diva. Right. And and I accepted that as truth, and I and I really wasn't in a hurry to become you know, uh, a flash in the pan or, you know, or a falling star. I, I, I really wanted to have a long career. So I figured it would take a while to get there. I just didn't think it would take quite that long. <laughs> but, but the rewards had to be... But yes, the, it, yeah. it's, it's almost like when you, at least for me, you know, find it, when you find success later, it's sweeter. Yeah. You know, because I really earned it, and I really felt it, and I was ready. You know, I was prepared for when that kind of success came. And perhaps if I'd had, I mean, look, I had success as, as a very young person because I worked a lot. You know, I started right. making studio films, and, you know, I always worked. Um, but I sort of, you know, was moving laterally. I sort of flatlined for a while in my career, but it never went away. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't. It wasn't viable, and uh, and then, you know, when Sideways happened, it was so unexpected and so beautiful, and I was in a group, you know, right. like I didn't, I wasn't just like the star had to carry the whole thing. I was with this group of lovely people who were also surprised by the success. Yeah, it was one of those magic little films that came together, I mean, it was shot beautifully, Everybody yeah. that was, and even the casting was kind of odd when you go back and look yeah. at it. You're like, well, that was some strange choices. They could have went more matinee in this direction. or and, Oh, and the, certainly for my role, yeah. they could have definitely gone with a name because everybody, 
you know, everybody wanted in on an Alexander Payne project. Right. Everybody. And this role, this was, you know, it didn't ever seem like a role that you'd win awards for, but it was a wonderful supporting role opposite Paul Giamatti, and, it, you know, that gave you beautiful scenes with him and a little bit of an arc, you know. Mm -hmm. But it was very much a, I, I thought that this was a, a role that was, like, she was too quiet and poetic to ever sort of get the attention that I received. Yeah. Um, but it was a role that many, many people wanted, and I was deeply grateful that I was chosen for that. And then also now you've had the kind of sense of, of life and all to know how to use that role. I mean, you really yeah. are doing such cool stuff now, and... I don't know whether that would have happened to you if you were 23. You might have just want, well, give me the, the, the biggest roles for the most money. You know, you can't really blame people if they hit some kind of Britney Spears thing and go off the track because oh, no. that happens to kids I mean, God bless all the them time. When they do. You know, yeah. and it's, it is really hard. You know, I had friends back then who, you know, sort of ended up leaving the industry or, or they fell apart or they went mm -hmm. into rehab. You know, it's, it's a lot for a young person in their 20s to carry. It's a tremendous amount of pressure because you are essentially an entrepreneur and you are the product. And when the product hits the market big time, you're sort of pulled in a thousand different directions. And, and I think when I was raising my son, mm -hmm. I was keenly aware that most of my time was spent with him. And I was really grateful for that. And, you know, I got to be an art teacher at his school. And, and you know, I was working maybe once every couple of years. And, and then I had this incredible experience at his school with him and got to make him breakfast every morning and take him to school. And, and his dad uh, was an actor. We're not together, so I was a single mom. But his dad was making a lot of movies. Mm -hmm. He was traveling all around. So it was excellent that, you know, we were... We raised him together, um, right. but I was really glad for my boy that I was not successful. So if I was, who knows what would have happened to him. Right, you know? exactly. And then those are the, also the experiences that you can bring back to your roles now. You know yeah. what I mean? You're, you're having yeah. real life experiences, not just, you know, oh, we were at the Cannes Film Festival, and now we're at Sundance, and all that stuff, I think, starts to, to get people to forget how regular people live. And I think the great thing about Very Sideways true. is, like, you could sit there and watch Sideways and go... I know this life, you know, I know these people, you know, and that's the beauty of uh, of a smaller story. I, yeah. For me, uh, as as being an audience member, because who can relate to robots fighting each other? But when you get a small story... And those, robots with humanity. <laughs> yeah, right. Those are the ones that end up being life-changing when you watch them. Yeah. You know? And look, there's a place for those movies, you know, get a big tub of popcorn and have fun mm -hmm. and, you know, take a group of, you know, my son's friends. And it's fun to see those kind of movies. And... and uh and John Turturro, by the way, was excellent in Transformers. He was amazing. John Turturro is excellent <laughs> in everything. In everything. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so there's. But I think the problem now is that there's such there's so many of those big movies, and there's not a lot of financing that's happened for the smaller in yeah. quotes movies that are real stories about people and love and family and and you know grief and you know these very human stories are made on tinier and tinier budgets, or not made at all. I can't right. tell you how many times 
I've gotten a beautiful, beautiful script in the mail that I really want to do. And we, the project just doesn't come together. And then you read a script that's, a, in quotes, big movie. And, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you get a nice paycheck for it. But it's like, it's crap. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not, it, it's not, there's no weight or importance to it. It's just a paycheck. And believe me, I'm grateful for the paycheck. I'll take it for sure. sure. You know, I got to pay the mortgage. And and I'll find something creative in that, and and it's always I love to work as a team. I love to make movies. I really do. And so I can work in the big corporate machine. Mm-hmm. But I but we need both. In yeah, you have that. We must have both. Yeah. Well, you know, there's I think there's a seasons to that too. You know that these things will come yes, back and forth. I agree with you. And I, uh, at least hopefully, because no one expected in the '90s to see the kind of films that we start to see, and we wouldn't had an Alexander Payne. Unless unless that one era kind of opened up for him, you know. So maybe that's going to happen again. But uh, thank you so much for stopping by. I know that you're just here. Yeah, I know you were here just to play Sinatra, but we wanted to grab you and pull you over here. Oh, thank you so much. It was really fun to do this. And I. I just want to say I'm just a huge fan of what you're doing uh, now, and it's great you. to see it. So we'll see you next time through when you got a movie to promote. Yeah, thank right, you. Bye-bye. As the morning casts a thousand bits of sunlight, and they shine like diamonds on the morning dew. I believe that every single one is mine alone to see. That was fun, right? She's adorable. Hell yeah. Isn't it funny how we uh, said exactly what it was like to have Mr. Blonde as a brother? <laughs> fucking great. Fucking come over, <laughs> check up on her and shit. This fucking goddamn motorcycle. Let me tell you something, too. I don't give a shit how tough you are. If fucking Michael Madsen was looking for your ass, you're going to climb a flagpole. I want no piece of that. Fucking Mike Tyson would jump over a fucking fence. He's the man. If you thought that prick was looking for him. Scary, scary man. Crazy poetry. Except for he was nice to Free Willy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right, I'm looking that over here kid. on Twitter, and someone named Salamando says they haven't received their bonsai. What? 
cup or an email response from Pepper? That's bullshit. I remember, I remember Salamander. He won. Yeah, I know he won. And then you just fucking throw him in the trash. I don't, I don't trash anything. Sometimes I think you trash people. No, no trashing. All right, I'll, I'll get um, to the bottom of this. What song is that always played for the high school football game? That's the horse, my friend. Yeah. And I don't know how you can be an American and not know your national heritage. By the way, uh, I got to start working at Seriously Sinatra, because that's where all the uh, chicks want to hang out. Loving fucking Frank. What's not to love? He's the dude. He was the man. Although to me, when the, the Rat Pack stuff, it's always Dean Martin that I pay attention to. Dean Martin is the fucking guy. He was great too. Then after that, Philadelphia's own Joey Bishop, <laughs> Peter Lawford, then Frank, and then finally Sammy. Oh. I don't love Peter Lawford. I don't know why. That was a fucking random fucking choice. No, it wasn't. If you look into Frank, it got him in the in the Kennedy family. Oh, okay. He was married to like one of the Shrivers or whatever. All right. So he had the hotline to JFK, and that's why Peter Lawford was there. <laughs> Peter Lawford was like a fucking older dude, like eating acid too. Oh, that's fucking great. Like pre hippies eating acid. <laughs> that's the shit. Then yeah. all right. Good choice. Well, he had an enjoyable life. He had a good time. Well, just being Frank's buddy, you're fucking holding Frank's coat. All right, you're at the fucking party. You're fucking someone. talking to the front desk. Yeah, we want the car here at this time. It's <laughs> finding part of the entourage. Fuck it. That's right. He's E. He was the world's first D. <laughs> All right, it's the Run of Fez show. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um... Let's go over here to Brent. Brent, you're on the Run of Fez show. Brent. Hey, Ron. Just wanted to tell you you did a great job on that interview. Um, adorable. You, know, it's, you can tell uh, when, when she walked in, she was a little uneasy. And, uh, well, we, we pulled her out of doing a DJ set. Yeah. She went over to play her favorite records. Here, come do an interview real quick. Well, then here's the thing. We happened to be playing her favorite Sinatra song. There you go. Of all time. Love that and then song. when I was leaving, she was like, hey, make sure you listen to that show. I want to know what you think about it. Nice. I'll go, good. Yeah, we'll fucking talk about Sinatra all the time. Fuck yeah. Wrong with Just that. tell me whenever Michael Madsen's in town. You can tell she was really comfortable uh, with your interviews. I mean, most of the time in your, you know, on your show, you, you, you like to have fun, but when it gets down to uh, interviews, well, I hear you the thing. I, lo I really love creative people, and I love... Uh, when people are talking about their passions. The fact, there's no reason for her to come over and play her favorite Sinatra songs and talk about them. But if someone said to me, hey, would you go play your favorite fucking songs by just about any band? I'd be like there in a heartbeat. <laughs> Fuck you yeah, know? why not? Yeah. I totally get that. So I totally get this, um, you know, gorgeous movie star who just is like, yeah, I definitely want to come over there and play records. I love Fuck the, yeah. I love playing my favorite music. Yeah. This is great. And then the fact is, she's still doing that. 
I, you know, I play a couple that you're not going to hear anywhere else. <laughs> That's so fucking radio. It's great. That's everything that a program director hates. These deep cut kids. Here's some shit you never heard before. You're going to hear some squeaking in the background because the recording's kind of bad. And somebody was sitting in a rocking chair. You know that these guys are like into music too much when they're always fucking... You know, finding one fucking rare fucking version. After yeah, another. just the stupidest thing. Like I want you to listen very close yeah. here. Oh yeah, you hear his his him break, or if someone fucks up a lyric but they keep it going. Yeah, everyone fucking loves that. Yeah, okay, that's the best. It just gets passed around. What would you uh, play if you if they said you could pick one artist and just play? Oh, give me the. I, I'd love to just go through the Pixies. Oh, no, the White Stripes. I'd rather play some of the White Stripes. I'd go but you're that. playing something that everybody knows. No. Why are you going to pick something that's still, like, current? Why wouldn't you just say to yourself, I'm going to pick Nina Simone, oh. and I'm going to come in and play some fucking Nina Simone songs for an hour. And it's the one thing that I love about satellite radio is, like, there's a lot of places on this fucking format to do exactly that, that you would never, ever be able to get... By a regular radio. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. There's the amount of channels here. It's it's crazy. I know. People get away with fucking, you know, not murder, but it's just nuts. It no, would never, just nothing the, would ever, it would never play. Well, yeah, ever. but see, the thing is that you've, that if, for people who would get turned off by that, let's say if you were at a, a regular fucking terrestrial station, you would lose those listeners. <laughs> but if they're going, someone's going, I don't want to hear an hour of Nina Simone records why this guy's fucking rattling up. Good, go to one of our many other channels. You have them. So you can have these like smaller slices of pie for people. I think we should even be using it more. Uh, by the way, in the all-time uh, favorite interviews that were done, she named, I think, the guy that was named the most, John Totoro, yeah. who... Uh, like I said, all right, he just doesn't fucking make mistakes. Now, I didn't see the Fighting Robot movie. I did. Was John Turturro good? He was good. It's John Turturro. I mean, the movie's fucking terrible, but, you know, John Turturro was played like an FBI agent, I believe. Did at any point did he do this? Look into your heart! I wish. Look into your heart! <laughs> I will watch that fucking scene, and the fucking hair will stand up in my arms Every time I fucking watch it. That's amazing. I swear to God, John Turturro thought he was going to be killed in that scene. Of course he did. I mean, Jesus Christ. For real. Burn. Yeah. He thought he was going to die. Love that fucking movie. And, you know, all I got to do is squirt out a couple and you'll let me go again. <laughs> fucking scumbag. Um, all right, it's the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fez Watley, uh, I see a scratching over there, but you said today's a comeback day for you, right? Uh, yeah, um, hopefully, yes. Hopefully is not the term we're looking for, Big Cat. You got to be that definitive thing. You never want to bring a guy into a baseball game and he says, "Hopefully I'm going to hit the ball." No, he's got to be the give me the fucking bat guy. I'm fucking drill it. Now a lot of people wrote to me yesterday about your suicide remark, and there's a lot of people who are thinking I should take that very seriously when you said you're having suicide dreams. Oh yeah, another one last night. Just nuts. We might have to check you into some place. Just insane dreams that I'm having. Tsunamis coming in. That I don't worry about a nightmare thing. It's the word suicide. A tsunami. What a tsunami means in a dream. Do you know what that means? No. It means change is coming. Oh, okay. 
And you know that you got to make some changes and you're not the most comfortable change guy. You've got to be just the opposite. I'm going to get comfortable with change. I love change. Can't get enough of it. Can't get enough of super sugar crisp, sugar crisp. Yeah, and, my, and again, my father's with me in a dream and telling me to do that awful deed. He's getting very specific now. What did your dad say in the dream? Cut my wrist. So now he's telling me how to do it. Maybe I should be a knife club. And telling, uh, as the tidal wave was coming in, he said, this is all your fault, and you need to save your little brother. Who doesn't even need any saving from anything. Right. I think we gotta get you serious up, dude. And I think we just, gotta check you back in. And just screaming at the top of his lungs. Look at me. I think we gotta check you back in. It's it's just nuts. I don't know what... Uh, I mean, when I fall asleep, that's what happens. Well, why don't you ever kind of realize to yourself, though, that your dad would never say those things so that you know that you're dreaming? Like, fucking put that into your subconscious every night. Well, I tried to, last night, even do the thing... I remember saying in the dream, why are you saying this to me? Yeah. And then he gets even more pissed and says, there's no talking to you. That's true. That I do agree with. Just And I know you love your dad very much, right? Very much. But since he died, he's been kind of acting like a dick. I'm just saying that. He has changed so much since he died. Bossy. Um, here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. How you doing? Good. Uh, Fezzy. Yeah. Uh, when I started taking antidepressants, uh, like I'm in college right now, I'm a young kid, uh-huh. and I've been just having some crazy dreams, like dreams that you would just, it would it would drive you nuts completely, like not really to that severity like that you that you have, but mm. I do have weird dreams that like it'll keep me up at night. So, is there any like pills that you're taking that may like? How many pills are you taking a day now, Fizz? I take uh, seven pills a day. Yeah. Okay. So maybe there's all kinds of chemical things going on there, whatever. Is it easy for you to sleep or hard? Oh, it's difficult. It's it's de- because then that happens, and I wake up crying, and then I can't get back to sleep. This is uncomfortable. A man starting to cry around me. I'm just not used to it. Why couldn't Virginia Madsen cry? Then I'd have been like that. Oh, come on, Virginia. Sweet Virginia. Why are you crying for, baby? I know after meeting her today, I'm going to be heading right back to view Mr. Skin tonight. <laughs> she had that little tat on her arm. No, oh, I saw. I'm not a tat guy. That's a small one. Um, here's... Uh, Tone, Tone, you're on the Run Fez show. Yeah, Fezzy, I think you should take your dad's name out of the equation. If he truly loved you, why would he want you to harm yourself in any way? Maybe he never did. Maybe he was just waiting till he died to be able to express himself. Till he got the right moment. <laughs> I've been trying By to tell way, you something for quite some time. I've never even seen your dad raise his voice. No, I've he always never had, did. Always had to lean in when he was talking. Oh, man. 
When we were kids, he never yelled at us. Now he's just irate. I can't believe that your mom turned out to be the nice parent. Your dad's the mean one. Lord knows how she'll come after me in death. Why is there a uh, Band-Aid on your wrist today? Um, um, because my hand got scraped, and now I can't quit picking at it. Scraped by a razor blade? No. No. By a box. I was trying to move some things. Scratching yourself with a, killing yourself by box. Box or box cutter? Just the box. Boxy. And now I can't quit picking at it. Picking at it with a razor blade? No, just with my fingernails. What do you think, Hicks? Does he need to check in someplace? I think things have been going too well. I think a check-in might help. It's Shay Watley. Zito, you're saying yes? Yeah, these dreams sound like really scary. I don't want him to do it. Well, it's one thing like to have the dreams. Everybody has some amount of bad dreams. But it seems like they follow him around in the daytime. Like, I don't know why anyone would bring up a dream during the daytime and act like... It's kind of holding any realness. The fact that he puts some kind of realness with it, where he doesn't seem like he knows the difference between dream life and awake life. They're just so vivid, and I remember every single detail of them. I've woken up thinking that, you know, right before I was sleeping, I'm like, I'm in prison, or I'm dead, or some fucking crazy shit. Like, oh, fuck. It should just be relief. Not, you know, it should be following. I fucking have had the murder dream where I killed somebody. Oh, yeah. And then, like, oh, now my life's fucked. Yeah. And then I wake up and I'm like, yeah, but I still got to fucking hide something. (laughs) Like, even at that second. (laughs) But now, I don't dream at night. I only dream if I fall asleep in the daytime. Really? I fucking hate dreaming. I just want to fucking turn the light out and turn it back on. (laughs) I want fucking total blackness. Oh, shit. That's why my prayer every night is that there is no God. Because I don't want any afterlife. I just want an eternity of blackness. Turn it off. Done. Turn off the big light. Because I can't stand. Hicks, you wanted to play Sweet Virginia for her, didn't you? Yeah, why not? But, you know, she mentioned her deep track fucking Sinatra stuff, so I was like, all right. Yeah, we had to give her the Frank. She loves Frank. Yeah. This girl loves Frank. Can't get enough. I don't know. She's a sweetheart, though. Fantastic. I'm glad you didn't cry on her fist. Thank you. I love it when you don't cry on the guest. I try not to. Joey Pants. Oh. And who was the girl from Taxi that you cried on? Mary Lou Henner. I sobbed on Mary Lou Henner. This is the fucking saddest thing of all. Mary Lou Henner and Joey Pants both said to Fez... I can help you. I'm not going to let you down. Here's my phone number. I'm here for you. You have a friend. And neither one of them would call us fucking crazy ass back. And I can't tell you how much I admire Joey Pants and Mary Lou Henner. Now, Mary Lou Henner right now. By the way, she was in Taxi, for the people who don't know. The redheaded, kind of hot chick from Taxi. Is... One of six people in the world who remembers every moment of their life. This was actually even on 60 Minutes. Oh, okay. A fucking shrink came in and talked to her. You could say to her, hey, what happened on August 14th, 1991? And she would tell you about her whole day. Tell you what was in the newspaper. Tell you what she watched on TV. None of the memories go away. 
This seems like a nightmare to me. I don't know. It seems kind of... Oh. I don't want to fucking remember everything. Yeah. I forget shit as it's happening. There's a lot of bad shit that happens, and I want to really have to recall. Oh, all your baby stuff now? You're going back to mean... Oh, no, no. Just fucking things I fuck up all the time as an adult. (laughs) Can't even imagine. I can't imagine me and you. Hyperthymesia is the uh, condition. I think I'm coming down with it, because I can remember some stuff. (laughs) I won't even be able to remember the word hyperthymesia. Mm. So, New Shrink, why don't you go back to the four winds and just say, here's what I've been doing. Should I come in there? I can give him a call. No. No calls. You hand over your belt, your shoelaces, and go up there. Something's got to be, you know, it's one of those things now, Fez, that if something does happen, then I'm going to be Mr. Guilt Man. Oh, don't have guilt. Don't worry, I'll forget about it. Okay, good. Um, but I do know this. You have taken this condition so far that the listeners no longer give a fuck. <laughs> that people, okay. people, like, whatever chits that you have, of like, hey, pick me up on this one. You've just fucking used them up. Yeah, the shit bank. No, don't 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 worry. They still like to fucking blame me. The shit stirrer is fucking Roe calls me. Oh come on, or Ro. or Mister Awful. Really, Roe was oh. so uh, was going to run reintroducing herself yesterday, like mm-hmm. we didn't know her. Really? Like, Hello, I'm Roe. Come well, on, we know you. Come on, Roe. Um. And thanks for the Cheez-Its. No, seriously, thanks for the Cheez-Its. <laughs> so good. Uh, Mike, Mike, you're on Fez. Fezzy, if I could offer a little piece of advice for you uh, before you go to bed so you don't have those really shitty dreams. What I do when I go away to Europe or to a different place or even when I'm having trouble falling asleep at home, I'll put on Seinfeld or I'll put on uh, Pulp Fiction or Lebowski, something I've seen a hundred million times in my life. Just... You know, it, it's a little comforting in a way. Maybe maybe you should put on the advice show. That's what he's going to start doing, watching Seinfeld at night. Nice. You don't ever have to give Fez the fucking thing of you need to watch more reruns. <laughs> he is on it. It's covered. All right, Fezzy, what's in your mind today other than your suicidal tendencies? What do you got for us? Oh, that hideous Casey Anthony mask that went for sale on eBay. I have no idea what you're talking about. This is, here it is, this supposedly sold for $1 million on eBay. Um, Sexy. Now, she would have had to put this mask on. This is uh, too close to her face, right? It's it's the most... She, she would have had to done the mold. Uh, all we know is some guy in L.A. said it was made for a parody video that was being shot, and it was uh, specially designed, and nope. it's it's one of nine in existence. Well, why would it go for a million dollars, though? See, that part I can't believe, that someone would pay a million dollars for that. I can't believe more than a couple hundred. But that is the most accurate and frightening mask I have ever seen. Which makes me feel like she did the mold. You know, it's too much like her face. Yeah, I mean, it's exact proportions, right? You know, from the chin to the ears. I don't know. I don't have a 
I don't have a fucking measurement on that, but it does look like her. And it's not even like one of those presidential rubber masks where, like, the the teeth or the nose are exaggerated or an Obama mask with extra big ears. You're right. Point Turn your words. radio down, Dave. Sorry about that. Yeah. Hey, Fez, if you actually had to fucking work, you wouldn't be complaining so much about wanting to kill yourself, man. I don't want to kill myself. You know what you ought to do, Fez, is the same name show where you find somebody with the same name and then you go out and live their life where they live your celebrity life. Best show ever. It is unbelievable. So far, David Hasselhoff the Hoff, yeah. was mowing lawns and Kathy Griffin... Did I say that right? I never get know whether it's Griffith or Griffin. Griffith. Kathy Griffith right? was raising black kids and telling them to move out. They're too old. You know, they could just trade places with somebody. You don't act, you know, an everyday person and the celebrity. No, it's Just better. trade lives. It's better, the same name, because this person has lived with that name. So the David Hasselhoff kid has been called Knight Rider since he was in the sixth grade. It's Griffin. Ah, uh, sorry. God damn it. God damn it. Dick Hillier, you couldn't be more right. Dream Dick. But the, but that's why it's so great. You have their name, and now you have their life. And he got to uh, be in the Hoff's shower, while the Hoff was like, this shower is too small for me. Oh, God, Hoff. You're, you're used to fancier things. He's six foot four. Six hundred eight pounds for good old friends. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. What's up in Yahoo? Um, or whatever you want to talk about, Fed. There's that Strange Addictions TV show that's odd now. This is, uh, I haven't seen it yet. No, this is people that are addicted to drugs? No. no, it's they have an addiction that is very uncommon. Or strange. Yes. Okay. So the one this past week was a woman uh, that uh, couldn't give up her old filthy pillow. Now, is that an ad addiction or an obsession? I think it should be called strange obsessions. Because addictive isn't addictions is normally an outside thing that you put into your bloodstream. Yeah, well, some of them are like that. One woman was addicted to eating toilet paper. She would just have a roll of toilet paper. And See, eat again, I think that's an OCD or an obsession. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Now, there's some women, I think when they're pregnant, they start eating dirt. What the fuck? Yeah, particularly people that come from... Places that they don't have the the same kind of dietary things that we have. I guess that their body starts to gra crave iron or some shit. Damn. Don't eat dirty iron pills. But there's always like a uh, a little kid who drags some shitty fucking blanket or yeah. uh, pull around that the parents try to, you know, give a fucking cute name. Whoopi falls into it a lot. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, get that kid to stop. <laughs> Tell him to stop fucking dragging his jack rag wherever he goes. <laughs> See, I have like I I know I have like at least one tattered shirt that I insist on keeping. Yeah, at least one. I won't. I I just can't get Friend. rid of it. It's too comfortable. I'd rather not. You look like you come out of a shipwreck every day I see you. <laughs> and I think I'm addicted to my beard. 
Well, is that addicted or is that just a way that you prefer looking? Um, I think I just like having the beard. I don't, I don't really stop and consider my looks. Because if I did, you, if yeah. I did, I probably wouldn't have this big white beard. But at the same, well, I don't know. Are you addicted to your chest hair? Some people shave down. You leave it. Beard don't look I don't bad. Know that's uh, I, see. I think they're just they're using the word addiction the wrong way. Yeah, probably. Like if you prefer better. wearing sneakers to hard shoes, does that mean you're addicted to sneakers? I can't get enough of these sneakers. Also, what I'm saying is, woman is addicted to buying shoes. That was her addiction, buying shoes. That's bullshit. <laughs> what is what fucking small cable company is running this thing? Discovery, maybe or the maybe TLC. They've all it's probably fucked. TLC. They've all gotten bananas. It's just a freak show. One lady was addicted to eating. Che- one guy was addicted to eating cheeseburgers. The fucking country is addicted to eating cheeseburgers. Try driving past one. What would you do? Drive down the road with nothing or have a nice cheeseburger on your lap? I'm going cheeseburger. Do you like to eat in a car or do you find it kind of gross? Uh, well, I'm like fucked up, I don't mind, but I don't like to eat in the car otherwise. There's a lot of people who love eating in the car, and I'm yeah, like, it's that. kind of fucking gross what you're doing to your car now. Like, I yeah, hate, you're trashed. I hate fucking uh, getting into a car and seeing that the person's trash bags are in the fucking back seat. <laughs> you know, just like. Which fucking empties. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I have eaten all kinds of things in the car. Things that aren't even cut. No. Uh, Things that yeah, aren't even pussy. things that aren't even car friendly. Spaghetti? What are you eating in the car? Uh, let's see. I've had a pudding pack. I've eaten in the car. Uh, pudding pack. Yeah. Where do you get it? Well, like if I was like grocery shopping and really oh. hungry on the way home. Oh, that's disgusting. Jeez. Yeah, I've the, the, the fact bu- that you're going into your grocery bag during the drive home is fucking bad. I've uh, yeah, open a box of cereal to just eat out of that on the way home. Oh. Uh, Mike, Green Bay. So, uh, Fezzi, if you keep an old bag of toenails, would that be an addiction or an obsession? I think that's an obsession. I think that they're using the word addiction wrong. I think most of these things are obsession. I think if that, I do think, I think there has to be like a chemical change in your system. That's why some people will say gambling is an addiction. A uh, great 60 Minutes on the other night where uh, Ed Rendell in Pennsylvania uh, had to sit in there with 60 Minutes and he's all happy because they brought you know, casinos to PA. Nice. And 60 Minutes did this fucking piece on w- whether casinos are kind of bad for society and uh, Gambling Anonymous has gone up three times in Pennsylvania since they got it. So, let's say like you're a fucking regular guy who maybe likes to gamble every once in a while. Sure. So you'll plan your vacations around Vegas, and that's what you'll do. But if then they put a casino 45 minutes to your house from your house, you might become a fucking addict. Maybe. By having it a little just, too yeah, fucking close. It's just right there. So they had this woman in Rhode Island who was like a regular old like grandmother. She was like, you know. And then when the casinos opened up in Connecticut, <laughs> I started stealing. And, you know, she went through all of her fucking money and a nest egg was gone. You can't say nest egg anymore. No. That's a stick and a round thing. 
So, um, she became like a fucking gambling addict. Only because it was close. She didn't know. Just give her the access to it when it's on. Yeah. And you wonder, like, a lot of people are going, oh, I don't see how anyone could be addicted to heroin. Yeah, because you never tried it. Yeah, you got to do it and feel if good you first. Did it, if, everybody, if we had a day, everybody in the country can only do heroin one day, but you have to. The next day, a lot of people who are, you know, fucking working at churches and shit straight, are know? fucking driving around 125. Looking for some fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> it would probably get a lot of people over their fear of needles. That's true, unless they want to fucking chase that dragon. Um, here's Gary. Gary in Houston, you're on Ronnie, if somebody likes to uh, gamble a little bit, you know, I get everyone's dilemma about it, you know, are you addicted, obsession, but as long as alcohol is out there and legal and we know what it does, doesn't that just short-circuit anyone's argument against uh, trying to outlaw gambling because it's so horrible for everyone? Well, I don't get your point. Well, I mean, you know, it's not like alcohol is, is good for you and we know what can happen and people are alcoholics, but why is gambling, why can everyone keep that down, but... You know, once alcohol well, first of all, 38 states have some kind of gambling now. You can't it's, it's live pretty big. almost anywhere in the country without being driving distance to a casino. It never used to be that way. The lottery is across the board. Yeah. When I was a little kid, it used to be called the number because it wasn't legal. Oh, really? And guys would, in the neighborhood, would do the number. It's like running numbers. Yeah, my grandfather used to have his number... And he would go to this fucking, you know, candy store, pick it up every day. And it was weird because you just have something to do with the racetrack's money intake on, on a daily thing. Zito, do you know the math on it? I, I don't know the exact math, but I was, read, I was recently reading about this in a book. So that's why I was just... It had to do with, yeah, you would check yesterday's thing from a certain racetrack. And that no, whatever number would come up. And they had it so there was no way to rig that, you know. Yeah. And then everybody in the neighborhood would know what the number was. But since the lottery took that over, regular fucking people. You know, there used to be a lot of people in Harlem who would make money, don't organize gambling. They've all lost their jobs <laughs> because the state has taken it over. Mega millions put them out of business. Um, but right, here's one of the things that came up for addiction. If you're physically ill, if... You had to live without it. All right, Jay Lawson says that Kerouac was one of the people who could remember everything that ever happened to him. Um, yeah, he would remember everything, then he would change the person's name and be thought of as a fucking fiction writer. <laughs> hey, that worked for him. But if you were Neil Cassidy, you don't think you'd say to fucking Kerouac... Give me something. Yeah, really. You know what I mean? Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, since I'm starring in your reality series. <laughs> My fucking stories. A little something, you know, for the effort. Yeah. Can I get a piece? And I'm not sure about that a definition of addiction where you feel, feel ill if you don't have it, you feel sick. Like with a food addiction, if you weren't eating the crappy stuff, you would actually feel better. No, because you're going after a comfort thing. Your thing is whatever that comfort thing is that gets you there. So there's a certain chemical change. Like people with food addictions, it ain't from eating too much fruit and vegetables. Right. It normally has to do with either carbohydrates or sugar. I guess carbohydrates go back into it. So you're either looking for that adrenaline rush or that 
stuffed feeling. So that's the only thing that they're doing with a food addiction. Again, no one ever is called a food addiction because they're eating fucking pots and pots of string beans. No one would ever catch on to it and think, oh. But you don't, I mean, it's very rare to run into people who are abusing their salad privileges. You know? Can't get enough fucking cabbage. No one goes, I feel so bad about myself. I ate seven salads before I went to bed last night. Because <laughs> it doesn't give you that feeling that you're looking for. It doesn't give you that drugged feeling. And there are a lot of people, when they come off of heroin or whatever, that you'll just see them with candy bars all the time. Then those people, a lot of them also when they come off of drugs, will get into working out a lot because working out can get you to hit. You know that certain wall thing that you yeah. get that when you come through that there's a euphoria feeling. They'll go looking for that. Just constantly, just, that's so they just get fucking. So that becomes like up. a healthy addiction until you start to blow your knees out or whatever. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of people who've hurt themselves from working oh, out, sure, yeah, abusing it. You know, you're only supposed to do it on certain cycles and all that. Yeah, but I mean, no. you can go over to a gym and see some skinny fucking woman. I mean, you know, eighty-seven fucking pound woman going crazy. At the fucking gym. He's killing herself, basically. Yeah. Because she'll never get to that... Fucking... High. Like, oh, now I feel good about myself. <laughs> uh, do you think you're a gambling addict, or you just like it? I just like it. Because I, I, don't, I don't think I'd go as far to, like, fucking, you know, bet all my money when I pay my rent on it. Right. But I fucking really like gambling. No. I, I get the high when something when it fucking comes through. It's, it's a high. Well, here's the weird thing. There's a high when it comes through... But the real gambling addict is looking exactly for that moment in between placing the bet and finding out oh, the God. thing. So that moment in between. Oh yeah, I know that. Is yeah. that fucking thing that they're looking for? It's not necessarily this great thing. Now, I know there's some people who make a living off of gambling. That mm -hmm. literally can do it as a business. It blew up with the fucking Texas Hold'em. I've never met one. I've never <laughs> met anybody who said, thanks to my gambling, I bought this beautiful farm. <laughs> this is all poker money. Everything is wrong with me is uh, the book that you got this out of. And he's a gambling guy? He's uh, not a gambling guy, just a guy that grew up in the uh, in the 80s in, in Philly. Okay. All right, that's very fucking funny. The first digit of the three-digit winning number would be based on the winners of a certain number of races. Oh. Uh, let's say, for in the first three races of the day at X racetrack, horse two wins the first race, horse six wins the second, horse one wins the third. Um, and then there's a fucking mathematical thing. <laughs> that goes off of that. Uh, yeah, people always used to play the number when I was a kid. That's all fucking gone. Yeah, they had to pick five. As soon as you got it. Now, remember what they said? Oh, now this will all be going into our schools. I don't fucking see it. Yeah, I don't see many lot of money going in. I don't see these great fucking schools. No. Atlantic City, they were like, gambling is going to save Atlantic City. <laughs> you drive into Atlantic City... And you can't wait to get to your hotel <laughs> yeah, because the rest of it fucking blows. War zone. It's terrible. And it was a war zone in the 70s and it still looks like shit. <laughs> I mean, we're like at, at like 30 fucking years since they put gambling in there and it hasn't improved shit. It's just fucking run down. 
Um, so you do know that your thing comes from in gambling right before you find out whether you win or lose. That fucking rush. Yeah, it's fucking, it's a crazy feeling. Well, I'm not addicted yet, though. So I got something to look forward to. Hmm. I uh, guess the bad thing with it is win or lose, you still get the same feeling to gamble more. One, I can do no wrong. I can pick every game. And the other one is, I got to get this money back. It's <laughs> a shitty fucking thought. Um, well, that's that's what the casino plays upon. Yeah. That thing of, A, you don't take all the winnings home, or you know, you'll also come back. This is why they give you the fucking room and pay for your air or whatever. And then the other thing is, yeah, you do have to climb out of a hole. You ain't going to get it by getting a second job. Fuck no. You've got to fucking hit. And hit fucking big. Right, Saratoga Chick? Oh, wait. Fuck Saratoga Chick. Wait. He's banned from the fucking show. Good. Good. No more fucking bullshit tips. Banned from the show. And I should have banned him the day he ran down a fucking delicious hamburger for his fucking gambling hole hamburger. <laughs> that should have been it for him. Well, the bar he has annoyed the me that day. Some of the money we've lost. Um... Let's go over here to, um, oh, let's go to Paul. Paul, you're on my face. Hey, guys, talking about uh, Pennsylvania and the governor talking about how good gambling is for the state. Uh, my favorite Pennsylvania gambling junkie has got to be Leonard Coase, the old uh, Philadelphia Eagles owner. He went from owning the Eagles to pretty much living on Skid Row because of gambling. Uh, Dick Vermeil actually had to pay for his apartment at the end of his life. Holy shit. Oh, and this is a guy who owned a football team. He owned a football team. I mean, you know the guys that own the football yeah. team don't go fucking broke. No, they're fucking businessmen. And he gambled away a football fucking team. Jesus Christ. The trucking business that Started set up it. that he got the football team. So you don't... You know, you don't get to own a football team without being, you know, really good at fucking business to yeah, get there. Yeah. Particularly a regular dude. And gambling fucked his life till finally one of his old coaches had to fucking buy him an apartment and say, just crash here. <laughs> Stay here for a while. Uh, by the way, I need the first responders to get on this. Uh, Virginia Madsen, who did, I think she has a Twitter uh, account so just write over and say that you like that she stopped by because that was really really great that she stopped by she's mad l y v uh madly v uh but of course two or two friends will have a connection there so just go over and hit that just send her a little note thanks for stopping by and you had fun because she didn't have to do that this morning that was great um I've never been a big gambler. I mean, I've gambled in my life. Yeah. But I've never had that same rush. Thank God. <laughs> out of all the addictions that there are to have, I'm really fucking glad that I don't have that. Yeah, but we've put a system together, though, and then it won't work out. Well, chick is the perfect fucking reason why I don't fucking believe in it. <laughs> I Blowhard understands the numbers. Blowhard. Hey, guys. Back in New York in the day... The daily number was the last three digits of the main track's handle, being whether at Aqueduct, Belmont, or Saratoga. And you would look in the paper, and the last three digits of the track 
handle, meaning the money they handled, would always be posted with the attendance and total track handle. And that was your number. So that was a way that it could never be rigged. Right. Unless somebody who worked at the track could fucking, you know, fuck with those last yeah. three numbers, make sure that was their number, and you could put it out with bookies all over the fucking city. And I remember going down to the candy store and the paper would come out in the morning and all these old ladies, I mean, it was run by organized crime, obviously, and nobody looked at gambling as a vice. Everybody in the neighborhood played the numbers. The old ladies would play five, five, twenty, $20, $50. Well, I mean, it's the way the lottery is seen now. I mean, people play the lottery who don't do any gambling. I, I play lottery. I and play everybody played. And then when OTB came out, uh, people still went to the books because... You know, they had the uh, surcharge, and then you had to pay taxes over $600 and stuff. But the worst thing that OTB ever did for addicts was the racing channel that Pepo always talks about, the Love Channel it. 71 on OTB. Yep. I had it for a while, the, uh, the account, the OTB account. Yeah. And they would show, okay, get your daytime racing from Belmont or Saratoga. And then they switch to the harness tracks. And then they go to California oh, tracks. Yeah. And then they go to the Florida track. All day long. All day long. And then if you took a beating, you're like, I need more action. Yeah. And at 3 in the morning, you're sitting up, you're betting quarter horses out in New Mexico. And then they even went as far as uh, having races from Australia. Yeah, they still do that. Well, here's the thing, too, about the guys that like the horses. A lot of them won't bet, like, basketball or football or whatever because it takes too long. They love the fact. And some of the stuff with old ladies, their gambling addiction is the slots where you're just pushing that fucking button. It's not even oh pulling a lever God. anymore. No. It doesn't have this... There's no skill. There seems to be no fun to it. I hate slots. And I don't know if a guy can play slots. It's terrible. It's it almost you know, doesn't fit. are making so men. much money that they're forcing out a lot of... Cause my, my buddy's a, a croupier down... Well, actually, he's a pit boss now, and uh, he works down AC, and he, t he has to work two jobs now because the, the table games... You would think that they're making money on the poker and everything like that, but the slots are just generating so much income. Busloads just come down more and more down of old people and all these other people, and uh, and it's also very ethnic. They're hiring down in the casinos Chinese pop stars to come and perform, and you might go to one certain casino, and it'll be 90% Chinese people, and their version of, like, Springsteen is performing. They, they bring these people in. And the buses leaving Brooklyn on a Friday night, Saturday morning, there's, there's hundreds of casino buses uh, headed down there. But could you imagine you go down there and you lose a bundle and you have to take a bus back? Oh, it's the worst. I can't imagine. It's the loser bus. It, it's, it's a horrible ride. And then you throw in the Indian casinos here in Connecticut with the Foxwoods and the Mohegan Sun. And it's sort of like the pie is getting a little thinned out. And I know Atlantic City, a lot of the casinos are really hurting now. Some of them are really on the brink. And that's why my buddy used to make a lot of money. And now he's got to work a part-time job at another place because the money isn't there. Yeah, but now hasn't down. it worked out where he could move anywhere in the country, though? I mean, he's well, not... yes and no, but he said he wanted to go move up to Foxwoods. But the problem up in Connecticut up there is it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's in this wooded area. There is no, there's nothing around. It's just you have this beautiful complex and then just forest. So you want to go and live in some small town up there. It is, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, he, he investigated it. And then when he was excited about possibly getting casino gambling in New York City. They were talking for years about maybe Coney Island would be a possibility. Um, and he's always has his ear to the, you know, to the ground trying to figure out. 
if he can come back to Brooklyn where he was born and raised, um, he's down living in South Jersey. He met, married a girl from Philly, and he's been living down there now, and uh, he's really um, not happy. I mean, he can go work at legal games. They're everywhere, but you don't want to do that either because they do investigate you when you go apply for these jobs. It isn't like 1950 where, you, you know, hey, come it on in. It is still 1950. Well, you when know? you, I mean, to me, to been at Vegas in the opening um, fucking days would have been the fucking shit, though. When you know? it was all grown-ups. Yeah. When it, before the families got involved and before they had rides. and. You know what? I know some young people, like, in their 20s. They just went to Vegas. They were actually doing this uh, trip out west, and they wanted to do one night in Vegas. And they brought, like, suits and dresses just for that night. Oh, that's a mistake. And they got there, and everybody's wearing pajamas or yeah. fucking sweats. It's not a dressed-up place anymore. Oh, fuck no. And there's nothing sadder than when you're in the casino, when you see a family, and you know they're not really wealthy, and you see kids hanging outside the casino doors waiting for their parents. Um, that's <laughs> Chris like, Stanley. It's like, yeah. it's like that's, that's how Chris Stanley grew up. Huh? I mean, you, you, I mean, I was down in Atlantic City about five years ago, and I saw this family. It was like five or six kids at three in the morning. Yeah, Chris Stanley sitting outside, yeah. and the father was just there, and the, they looked like they were just from the woods. They, the father, you know, was wearing like a flannel shirt and had long hair and a beard, <laughs> and he kept on just yelling. Me, yeah, yeah I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit, and it, it's just like a sense of evil when you're in those places because the what are you gonna do? Goes, what are you gonna do? You want to fucking. Uh, you want to hear the music, you're going to have to pay. All right, thanks, racetrack. Boy. The racetrack's the same. I grew up, my buddy's father was a trainer. I used to go into the backstretch and hang out at Aqueduct and watch them, uh, the clockers in the morning do all the training and other... You were like you know, Secretariat. Oh, I, I, I remember Secretariat. All right, Blowhard, we got to get going, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> Talk to you later, buddy. Take it easy. Uh, that's the Blowhard. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. I'm looking over at the first responders... Oh, man, I'm loving the people writing over there to uh, our, I think, now new friend, uh, uh, Virginia Madsen, who was just lovely in here. Look at the first responders, though. Uh, Magic Spider, Rorschach, Jermaine is on it. Matt, uh, Lady Resin, Soundboard Fez, Zona Rube, Rickon, Big Billy B. Money. Oh, Jake yeah. and Delray, Big Lamb, Gas House Gorilla, Johnny Post, the DV140, Just Too Groovy, Racer X11, Row, Liam, Gary's a Joke, XM202, Wayne, and of course, Kathleen from the BX. First responders bringing it together, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, um... Let's break here. Back in just a couple of minutes. It's the Ron and Fez Show. The Ron and Fez Show. On the virus. 
of reality. Astronaut says you're a peach and love your guts. I wish you wouldn't be so stupid. I want our people to seem cool. Keith, Art Samarison, you, Turtle, Re37, Wow, Nigel Mitchell, CJ James, even LT on it, EJ oh. Tex, Ashum, Jean Parmesan. <laughs> I love Molly's. I think, uh, I think we might get Mike Kaka in here today. Javak, Gary, Liz Sets Fire, Adam Bao, even the very beautiful Brazilian Julie, Rich, Psycho, Ken Shane rocking it, Broski, Anthony March, Barita. Very nice. First responders letting uh, Virginia Madsen know that was cool for her to stop by, which, incredibly cool. It's fucking awesome. What a sweetheart she is, too. I wish she would have won the Oscar now. Yeah, really. I only, I should only start hanging out with Oscar winners. I don't want to fucking... Either Oscar winners or people named Oscar. Or play a character named Oscar. That's it. <laughs> That's the only people I want to hang out with. All right, well, start getting that list together. Or that and any of the Mexicans dressed up like SpongeBob and Elmo. Collect a group right there. Uh, downstairs. These SpongeBob. Well, here's what um, always annoys me: that these that, and they're. I don't know if they're Mexicans, but there's something, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're wearing these natty suits, and they're getting kids out front to fucking be with them all the time on yeah. the street here. And I'm now starting to call Elmo Elmo. Because he is the Spanish Elmo or Elmo. But sometimes, like with the SpongeBob, you can just see that the screen's too big at the mouth, and you just see a depressed Mexican standing oh, yeah, inside the suit. Fucking dead inside sweat. And then they're also ready to throw down because some of the kids fucking tease them. Oh, yeah, of course. But I don't know how terrible. Disney is not suing the shit out of these fuckers. Are they afraid of looking bad? I don't know. I don't think Disney gives a fuck about looking bad. Yeah, maybe Disney thinks it's good for them. Honestly, it's their character game. I mean, they have enough money. But, you know, they, the peop- the characters down in Florida have to be trained and do it oh, perfectly. Yeah. And these working fucking the street ones, ones yeah. in the parks, right? Yeah. These street ones, they don't have to at all. I'd love to look into that one day. The Mickey and Minnie costumes outside, they're, they're so cheap. They don't, they're like just vaguely off. 
of like the real Mickey and Minnie. It's almost like it's Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse, like a bad Mickey Mouse drawing. I haven't noticed this. I'm going to look next time. But what I get more annoyed with is seeing three Mickeys on one fucking corner. It's the same way like if the fucking Santa Clauses start talking to each other. I'm like, dude, you're fucking ruining the illusion. I know. Now, the other thing is when I head back home, I work walk past the Circus Soleil people every day. Nice. They're at Radio City, but they're out on the street in their makeup smoking. Just fucking <laughs> sitting there. Dirty Fuck, I'm face. so tired of fucking swinging around on poles. Just want to smoke. Fucking acrobat shit's tough. El Mo, the Spanish Elmo. Uh, Fed Watley, what's going on? You got the stick there today, and you look like you're fucking flying this plane. Okay, it's, uh... Okay. Um, sorry. Uh, Don't be sorry, ever. Right. Don't uh, say right. <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Big Cat? You've got the stick today. Focus here. Focus here. Two guys who know each other. And by the way, this is Chris Stanley. Oh, hi, Chris. What do you want to talk about? Hi. We are moving into the worst month of the year. August. August is, to me, one of the more depressing and the absolute worst out of the 12. We just have... The heat is still pounding. You haven't got any cool fall breezes yet. The uh, football you're still waiting for, you're going to get lousy preseason football. You got no holidays in August to look forward to. So you, you need a holiday to be happy. I think a holiday really makes a month. I get see. I get a little run down with holidays. The idea that I have to buy a gift or fucking remember a card. I hate holidays. I I like to have a time off from it. That's why August is the best. <laughs> you love August? Sure. It's How like, can it's you love August? It's vacation time. Well, I don't. I don't think that. Here's what I want to do for your mental health, Fez. Don't let there be a month to depress you or a holiday that depresses you. Don't give in to that kind of shit. I think the people who our depressed people find out it's Valentine's Day and I don't have a, I make a big deal about, you know, I don't have anyone that... Shut the fuck up with that, really. Lonely. It's just a day. Why is this happening? It's Christmas and I'm not happy. I'm going to drink a bottle of scotch. Don't do it to yourself. Do you got my caca down there to stop by? Yeah. I think him and HTG are coming in. About to uh, get the Molly's New York off the ground. Ooh. Your chance, if you're on the Beast Coast, to get finally the Ron Bennington Cupcake. Now, if you're down south, you go this. Oh, yeah, it's moved up north. When I was in Florida, people would always say, oh, you live up north. But like when I'm like in Vegas or L.A., you're from back east. They don't say you're from up north or whatever. It's just, oh, everything's just east. Everything is east. Doesn't matter. You know, back east. <laughs> but, and then down down in Florida, since everything is north, it's just up north. Right. To them, fucking Birmingham's up north. <laughs> That's fucking not really. Um, Sean, you're on the Run and Fez show. What's going on, Run and Fez? Hey, man. Fez, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, man. August is the best month of the year, especially if your parents. Because the kids are out the house once again. Three months of torture? Fuck that. Let them go back to school. Damn that damn stress of the damn year, man. August is the greatest. You know, kids start earlier and earlier in August now, too. Like, they're starting to go back like the 15th and 16th. What? 
I was a post-Labor Day in PA. Yeah, September. September is when fucking school starts. Yeah, like after Labor Day. And I always remember this. We would be coming back from the beach on fucking Labor Day. We would always pull into the school. Then I would go up to see what class I reported to the next day. <laughs> I'd still have fucking sand in my shoes. Nice. Like, fuck. All right, I'm in 7-4. <laughs> <laughs> In Florida, we always went back in August. That may be part of my prejudice still about this month. I thought you loved school. Well, it was always frightening. It you was always told us that you loved school. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed high school, but when I was a little kid, I was terrified to go to school. You make the best out of everything, Watley. All your stories just make me feel warm and happy. Oh, really? Now, a lot of people hate the month of February, too. Because February, you're, like, ready for spring, and it seems like it's just a short month. But that's where you're going to get the fucking beast of the cold. It's a bitter cold. But again, it's just a month. You can't get fucking caught up in it. Yeah. I used to. No more. Fuck Good. Good. What I do is now I'm not looking calendars. I was surprised the other day that it was 2011. What? When's the last time you looked at a calendar? Probably September 11, 2001. Uh-oh. Uh, by the way, um, Virginia Madison was born on September 11th. Oh, boy. Not the bad one, but before that. So every year at her birthday, it's like, happy birthday, but still, wasn't it sad what happened? Mm-hmm. So we're not going to celebrate your birthday today, Virginia. We're not going to have a birthday this year. What the fuck? Here's Tim in Tennessee. Tim, you're on Fez. Hello? Yeah. Hey, uh... School started back today in Decatur County, Tennessee. You that are little shit county me. Holly Bobo disappeared from. So you guys are starting the beginning of August. Yeah. Yeah. I always hated going back to school in August because my birthday was like the first or second day of school. Oh, man, that's crazy. That's terrible. So when did you get out? May? Oh, I'm, I'm out of school for a I few I know. Years, I'm yeah. fucking talking about the kids. When did yeah, they get yeah. out of school? May? May. Crazy-ass fucking Tennessee. I don't know what GVAC was thinking when he went down there. I hope his parents are going to enjoy their trip, but I couldn't do it to my family. Mm-mm. Fuck Chattanooga. Chatter Boogie? Yeah, Chattanooga. I like Chatter Boogie. It's in a bowl. That's why they get that smog. Oh. It's in a bowl. Nasty. No, it's actually nice. It's really pretty there. No. No. By the way, everybody that you know down there always going like this. This weekend we're going camping. They still go camping all the time. I never run into anyone around here who goes camping. No, that fucking seems bizarre. Unless you get real drunk and sleep on a park bench. Yeah. Well, all right, can someone explain this to me? I've gonna, never been able to figure it out. Yes, it's just a bad nightmare and it's not your dad. All right, that's good. That's settled. With this, like when they say a baby is in the upper, like, two percentile for its height and weight. Right. What does that even mean? Does that mean, like, they're, it's, it's, like, really fat for a baby? Well, it doesn't mean fat, but you could be, height and weight could be a big baby. But what it means is that they're in the top two percent. They're bigger than 98% of the babies. Their age. Oh, all right. I didn't know if it meant that they were, like, the most average of the size babies. Well, why would you be average if you're in the top 2%? That that, that was the 2% that is the most common. Why would they use the word upper? 
Because, see, that's I have no idea. The upper percentile, right? Uh-huh. Like, you're in the lower percentile of all talk show hosts. You're probably in the one percentile. Which means you're the best at the bottom. That 99% of the hosts are going to be able to handle going on radio better than you. Okay. So I've never been able to figure that out. That and well, I just thought it to you. Yeah, that and... I, if I said so, Chris Stanley's um, is in the top 8 percentile of intelligence for producers, right? Uh-huh. Nice. How many is he... What percentage of people is he smarter than? Then he would be smarter than 92% of the other producers? Now you've got it. Now you've got it. All right, that and median... I never understand. Median is the most number that comes in. It's not the average, but let's suppose that a bunch of numbers came in and you had the some threes, some twos, some ones, and then eight sixes, blah, blah, blah. There was more sixes than everything. That would be the median. All right, so that has nothing to do with what the... It's not an average. All right. It's very confusing out there. No, it isn't. You just you you were able to grab both of them right now. Yeah. You already have the grasp of both these things. Now get on your unicycle and start blowing bubbles from right around and celebrate. Because you're in the bottom one percentile. The worst of the worst. Well, where would you put yourself? Uh, right there, where you said. <clears throat> So they, uh, by the way, I've never heard of a kid who wasn't in the upper percentile. It's just something that fucking doctors say to fucking women to say that they got a big kid. Um, Stars is working on a new uh, female-driven drama for their channel. They're going to do this on radio? No. I thought Stars was our station. Oh no, the Stars uh, cable channel. Oh. Oh. TV. Hmm. So it's about a woman who starts her own uh, NASCAR racing team. Hell yeah. Uh huh. So and the title of this show is Tits in the Pits. Witty wordplay. Yeah. Rhyming. So I don't know exactly if they're going to draw in the female audience here. What makes you think that they're looking for a female audience if they use the word tits? <laughs> what do you think they're looking for? Because they said it was going to be a female-driven show. But they want Female-driven doesn't mean female-watched, right? I mean, is it all broads? Is it broads with big tits showing their tits? No, it's supposed to be just this powerful woman who's trying to break into the male-dominated world of NASCAR. So to me, it sounded like, you know, one of those shows like The Good Wife. Uh, maybe you're right. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Is it reality or? No, it's a it's a drama. Oh. And uh, next year, uh, The Voice is going right up against American Idol. They'll both be playing against each other. Every fact- episode? Uh, well, the voice is a little bit shorter, so uh, Idol will start in January, 
and uh, the vote will start in February. But right? I know they run several times a week, so every episode is against each other? Um, I don't know if they're right up against each other, but just, you know, uh, TV season-wise. Oh, okay, so they're not really competitors. They're not same night, same time. I, that I don't know about. So what I'm asking is, do you have to make a choice whether you're going to watch Idol or fucking The Voice? I think I think that eventually they'll bump up on one night, at least one night of the week. So The Voice is going to come on after, it's going to debut right after the Super Bowl. It gets that time slot, the coveted uh, after the Super Bowl push. Um, let's see. Jump on it before you find yourself in another blueberry cartoon. Right, yeah. Uh, Rich, you're on Ryan Fez. Hey, yeah, I just tuned in. Uh, Ronnie, did you say that Fez was the best of the bottom or the best bottom? He is the best okay. bottom I've ever seen. Okay, that's, congratulations on getting that cock, Fezzy. He's a natural bottom. Uh, Mike, you're on Ryan Fez. Hey, Ronnie, you got your uh, stats mixed up there a little bit. Uh, give it to me. All right, so the median is the middle number in a series. So if you had 11 numbers lined up, whatever the, the middle number is, that would be the median. So it's always five or six. Right, so if it's five or six, then it'd be whatever the number is in the middle. The mode is the number that shows up the most times in a series. Beauty. Oh. All right, thanks. Mean mode, would be the average. mode and median. I confused. Thanks, Mike. No Mike, on top of it for us, big winner today, Fuzzy. He gets a uh, DVD set of Eastbound and Down, the second season, starring Danny McBride. That is out now in stores. Kenny Powers heading south of the border and living basically like an outlaw in Mexico. Of course, he's there with his hombrecito, Stevie Jankowski, and all of this going on in the second season of Eastbound and Down. You can check it out, uh, the box set on DVD, Blu-ray, or digital download, and experience Kenny Powers in Mexico. So that's uh, on the hilarious and profane HBO series Eastbound and Down, the complete season. And must be at least 18 years old and a listener or subscriber not open to residents of Alaska, Hawaii, or Canada. When Kenny Powers comes back, he comes back hard. Boy, they make giving a DVD easy, don't they? Oh, yeah. Now, how come we don't have to do all that stuff with our prizes? Yeah, I have no idea why there's like an age requirement on there. And all that must be said. Uh, Jay in D.C., you're on my face. Hey, Ron, I don't really think it matters so much anymore what show is up against what. You just DVR it. You know, you got two things you want to watch, you just, you watch both of them. No, I agree with that, but only one show is going to get the ratings bump for that. That's, and that's the problem. what these people are paying attention yeah, to. DVR, but DVR counts in the ratings, doesn't it? So no, not right now them. it doesn't. They can't tell yet, I don't think. No, um... At some point, it should, because it makes sense. Yeah. But if you are buying also commercial time, you don't want to hear the people DVR'd it. You want to know that they're sitting through your commercials. Yeah, they want to see the fucking shitty products you're showing. And I don't fucking sit through commercials if I can help it. No. Now, what American Idol does nice 
for their fucking sponsors is they're drinking their water out of those big fake Coke glasses. That's right, Coca-Cola. Mm -mm. And then they also make the idle kids do a commercial every week for a car company. <laughs> and like, uh, like The Apprentice is also usually a big fucking product placement, Apprentice, right? Apprentice, yeah. you got to do uh, product placement these yeah. days. You cannot get around uh, product placement. Um, even um, the funnier die is starting to do product placements in their comedy pieces. All right, get that money. <laughs> For no apparent reason, they're eating Cheetos. I know Office would do that a lot, too. I mean, when I was still watching it, they'd yeah. throw like a Staples fucking, a part of the episode being a Staples, obviously it's a fucking product. But place. even like Galifianakis is doing a two-minute between the ferns. Oh, yeah. He, he right does guard. a commercial, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking speed stick or whatever the Yeah, fuck. it is. Sadly, I know it. Yeah. So I guess it worked. Now, that's the funny thing. You know that, <laughs> but you don't know everybody who buys commercials during the fucking... Although, today I was singing Viva Vi Viagra when I heard Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> and I know I haven't heard that since football season, but they fucking jammed that in yeah, this last football it. season. They fucking drilled it. Should we try to keep Kathleen out of the Bronx out of our league this year? Because she's too good. <sighs> I, I don't think if any of us want a chance... This might be your year, Watley. You threw that big party last year. If there's any karma going your way, it's going to be your year. Uh, Shark Week going on. Uh, oh, is it? Sharks. Man, the excitement of Shark Week. Sharks. And I swear to God, I spend all the time going like this. Look at the size of the mouth on that shark. Look at all the teeth. I've watched it every year for 24 years, and I say the same thing every year. That's a giant shark. Man. Look at that. Giant. People just love sharks. Can't get enough of them. Probably did the Jaws more than anything else. Yeah. There's plenty of other fucking dangerous ass animals. You'll see Killer Whale really fucking is. Killer Whale Week or whatever. They should start doing Bear Week. We've had like three bear attacks in the past two weeks. Where people. Where? Uh, where New York? No, not New York. Well, it would be awful if it's on the Upper East Side. Oh, yeah, in Chelsea or something? One just happened in Montana. <laughs> oh! Gay joke. Yeah, but, you know, I think people can read. Here's the problem. You don't feel vulnerable most places like you do in the ocean. In the ocean, you know you can't get back to shore fast, blah, blah, blah. The chances of the people that are caught in Montana are... Uh, you know, camping, going deep in it. They're not being pulled out of their car or something. <laughs> you know? I don't think that we find the rest of it relatable. But Jaws did the perfect thing where they had people floating in their legs, just sitting there. And when I'm in the ocean, I'm always thinking of that Jaws shot. Like, why am I leaving my fucking legs out like a snack? <laughs> Delicious. I would have liked to have seen a little video of this bear attack uh, that happened in Alaska a couple weeks ago. This one mother bear at, like took out like seven teenagers. Just uh, they crossed a they crossed a creek, and next thing you know, the mother bear was waiting for them. Somehow got every one of them, breaking ribs, puncturing lungs, tearing the scalp out. Uh, these seems like these teenagers tried to fucking jump a bear. Yeah. Was a bear was like a Cuz you know a couple bear. of them could have gotten away. Maybe it was a Sasquatch. Maybe they're all just trying to help each other too. Mm. So you want to see Bear Week? Yeah, I think I think the bear is probably the animal that deserves its own week next. Well, did you ever see Grizzly? 
No, I never saw the documentary. That. They kind of did a documentary on it. Those fucking bears are they're weird, but here's the difference: a shark comes out of fucking nowhere. You're sitting there, you're chumming, blah blah blah. Boom! Your shark shows up. Everyone's scared shitless. A bear, you normally say, "Oh, he's up there on the mountain." <laughs> Or he's walking down this way. I don't think he even wants to deal with us, you know. But you'll never see, like, you see these things, like the helicopter shot. There's a bunch of people swimming. You see, like, a shark, like, fucking 50 feet away. They yeah. don't know it. You don't know that. Kind of, I mean, yeah. a bear don't sneak up on you like fucking that. Sharks give, I mean, I, I think water animals give less of a fuck, too. So it's easier to get them on fucking camera and fucking document this shit. Right. And it looks cool. It's jumping out of a fucking water. Now, they say more people get killed by hippos than anything. Oh, my God. A fucking hippo in Africa will come out of the fucking water, attack a fucking boat, fuck it up. <laughs> I can't say that because every time I went to the Philadelphia Zoo, to me, a hippo was just green water and some floating fucking peanuts. Oh. I never saw the motherfucker in captivity. Here's a hippo chasing some guy in Africa. It's kind of scary. Here, drop the fucking thing. I can't see because oh. of your fucking mic. And a hippo's fast, too. You see, he's big as shit. Yeah. But again, we're not afraid of hippos because we don't run across them. Same with grizzly bears. So you just, you don't have a chance. But if you go in the ocean, three quarters of the fucking world is water. Sharks are near people. The bear has that thing, too, where it's all of a sudden it will double in its size, walking up on all fours, and then when it decides to just get up on its hind legs, all of a sudden it is just gigantic, like a Bigfoot. Oh, no, it's pretty big when it's fucking on all fours, too. I mean, it hasn't doubled in size. It just stood up. Yeah, giant And I think they're faster when they're not, when they're on four legs. Yeah. They don't go running around on two. That'd be kind of cool to watch, though. It's fucking guy in a bear walking upright. Fucking smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I wonder what screws up people with the hippos the most. Is it they think they're they're just calm and not going to come out of the water? Or are they just that disguised that people don't even realize they're like, you know, coming up on a hippo? Well, they do stay in the water. They keep just their fucking eyes out of the water. They come up quick. Most of these attacks are like water attacks. But, like, wouldn't you be more afraid if you had a lion stalking you than a bear? I just feel like something with a bear, I can fucking calm him down. A lion, I don't know. It seems smarter than a bear for whatever reason. It just feels like you could throw a sandwich at a bear and maybe get a little fucking time for yourself. (laughs) A lion or a fucking leopard. Fuck that. Like a panther or something. Jesus Christ. Well, if you're running from one of those big cats, you're also not going to be able to, like, try to cut to one side or another to try to lose them. Yeah, I've never heard of people outrunning a bear either, though. A bear is fucking fast as shit. I don't think you're going to fucking run most things on four legs. No. The only thing you can do is outsmart. And that's by not fucking getting caught up in the situation. Like, having a gun is probably the best thing to do. Um, here's Bill. Bill, you're on a fez. Hey, Fezzy, when a bear uh, doubles his size... I'm not going to let you bust his balls today. Um, here's Sal. Sal, you're on a fez. Hey, Ron, listen, where I live up in Jersey, you can walk out of your driveway 4.30 in the morning, get in your car, and before you even know it, there's a bear eating your garbage, six foot tall, just looking I've been hearing about that in Jersey. They're getting those black bears, but you're talking about grizzly attacks, right, Fez? Yeah, these these past three have been grizzlies. 
Uh, black bears will attack you also, trust me. Don't mess with the mother. But they're not nearly the size of a grizzly. No, they're not, but you know what? At that point, a bear is a bear. You're not asking for identification. Yeah, but like that's like saying there's a shark is a shark. It's not true. We learned no. that during Shark Week. Mm-hmm. We're not afraid of a sand shark. No, fuck no. We're learning and being entertained at the same time. That's true. And I don't believe in that. Run, uh, try to climb a tree to get away from a bear. A bear's going to climb a tree. Yeah. I don't know anybody ever said that you could climb a tree to get away from a bear. Maybe I'm just going by cartoons. What cartoon climbed a tree? You said that every fucking cartoon bear was bad or something last week. And now I'm still in fucking getting people sending me examples. It's not, you think that you can just fucking puke your craziness out there and it gets forgotten about, but I have the Ron and Fez fucking thing. I was saying what about the Bernstein bears? <laughs> and I have to write back to people. Yes, he doesn't think. I'm well aware of this. Um, here's uh, Brian. Hey, buddy. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Hey, Pepper. Uh, yesterday, Hi. Joe Rogan put up a video on his uh, Twitter of a lion attacking a hippopotamus. Like, the lion jumped on the hippo's back and dug his claws in his back, and he was, like, biting chunks out of the hippo while the hippo was trying to shake him off. It's uh, really just an amazing sight. Um, oh, I can't even fucking imagine. I can't even imagine. Uh, Ozzy, you're on run Fez. Hey, guys. Hey, Fezzy, it's great to hear you, man. You sound awesome. So they said you're supposed to run downhill when you're getting attacked by a bear or play dead. How are you supposed to fucking do that? I think to me, playing dead, it's too scary, but it might be the only fucking shot you <sighs> have. I just don't know if I could do it. That's some scary shit. And who says that a bear doesn't... That... The fucking lion looks like he's fucking a hippo. Yeah, it looks like he's riding that. That's You know, here's the thing. You know that's a fucking sick fucking animal, too. That's yeah. what he's doing. He's abusing something that already is fucking in bad shape. Mm-hmm. God, animals are disgusting with each other. Yeah, they're dicks. Now I'm just going to slowly eat this hippo as it fucking dies, I They guess. fucking... The cartoons have lied to us so much about how much animals get along with each other. Yeah, really? There's never a meeting like you see in a cartoon. No. Never... A fucking great meeting of all the animals. Madagascar would have eaten each other in the first scene. Uh, here is Renee. You're on Renefez. Hey, Ronnie. I know he's from Philadelphia, but you ain't whooping no black bear's ass, buddy. I ain't saying I could whoop it. I'd say I could knock it out if I got the right fucking punch. <laughs> and a lot of times, no you know, a lot of times I'm going to ask. Look, if I'm going to fucking hit a black bear, I'm going to fucking use it safety. I'm going to have Hicks. Handcuff its fucking poles behind its back. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. And then I prop it up, and I hit that fucker with an uppercut. There you go. Fucking break that. And I'm going to be standing on boxes when I do it. Oh, good. But I could fucking knock out a killer whale if we got him, like, on the back of a trailer. You'd have to pull him up out of the water. Mm-hmm. Actually, put him all up in the fucking parking lot. Stop him from flopping around. Now, Fucking punch real fucking hard right next to the blowhole. I guess we have to like spray it down with water as you're getting ready to Why? punch it. Why? Fuck oh. it. I want it a little dry. <laughs> okay. I want to knock out slash make faint. That's what I'm looking to do right now. Well, it's going to look like a dick. Um, here's uh, Rick. You're on a fez. Hello? Yeah. 
Hey, uh, I was Ronnie. Is this you? Yeah, it is. This is Ron hey, Ronnie, you were talking. You were talking about the uh, hippos a little while ago. Yeah. And, and did you hear about uh, you know Pablo Escobar? Remember the big drug trafficker from Colombia? Sure, I remember him. He had that big old zoo where he imported all those animals from all over the world. Well, he imported these big old hippos, and um, when they raided this big old place, those hippos got away. And since there's ever like a real winter there, they never leave anywhere. So they actually became kind of domesticated to that area, and they constantly dragging and killing people. And just like you this said, this is how just... will fuck up everything for everybody. <laughs> but you know what? When a motherfucker has too much money, the first thing he starts doing is buying animals he shouldn't have. Oh, yeah. Look at fucking Scarface. He just fucking had a bunch of tigers up in that shit. And fucking Tyson had, a bu had fucking tigers, right? Yeah, Mike Tyson was worth at one time like tw $200 million. And then he made a mistake. I'm going to get me some white lines. Oh, yeah. And that was the worst fucking day of his life. Yeah. That's worth well, that and the day he fucking tattooed his face. Look how fast the hippo moves underwater, though. Yeah, these are the Escobar fucking hippos. They're fucking hanging out in Colombia. That's another thing about those hippos. They swim in their own shit. Oh. They're fucking disgusting. Of course, he's in Colombia, where that's happened before. Look how nice it looks in Colombia, and then everyone's shooting the fuck out of each other. Oh, yeah. Narco-terrorism, or whatever they call that's it. That's very good. That's good. Narco-terrorism. <laughs> Look at fucking Escobar. Rocking that mustache. That was great. The other thing that he used to do is he would fly in the best soccer players to play in his backyard with them. Yeah. There's this really great 30. 30 oh, um, is it 30 for 30? 30 for 30, yeah. It's the... Uh, the two Escobars. Two Pablos. The two Pablos. Uh, it's fucking phenomenal. It's awesome. And he would just fly... This would be like me flying the Yankees in some place and playing fucking <laughs> wiffle ball. Jeter, yeah, come on down. Alright, I got Jeter. <laughs> Fuck. You know you're thinking, uh, uh, alright, we're gonna lose this game three to two. <laughs> Make sure Escobar scores, but doesn't fucking know that we know we're letting him score. Make him think that he did it on his own. Don't we need him a up. good fucking excuse to get over here. Coked up right now. Because you make good money working for Pablo Escobar, but you could be shot in the fucking eye anytime. Oh, oh yeah. Drop a hat, it's on. Would you say I have a plethora of presents? <laughs> El Guapo? I don't know, El Guapo. Perhaps you're just mad about turning 40. Three amigos, Fez. Three amigos. Who wrote the music in that? Um, Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Feel good? Feel a little better, better, a little better about that, yes. I feel a little better, bet too. Better bet? Uh, because being right is the most important. Being right is the only important thing in life. It's yes. in the top two percentile. Wow. That's why you see me and Hicks always try to be right all the time. We're spewing dog shit. Spewing it. I don't know about Didn't that. Didn't even know what a fucking median was. Didn't stop me from saying I did. You were talking about a mode. I was. But I can't change my mode. My mode. Um, Jacob, you're on a fuzz. Hey, Ronnie. Uh. You there? Yeah, of course. Where am I going to go? <laughs> hey, I was thinking they, had, they need to have a croc week and then have a cage like the shark cage and tie 
antelope and stuff to it and see how interesting that gets. Well, crocs are down in Australia. And then there's African crocs too, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's all gators that you see in Florida. Uh, but a croc are badass. They're fucking way tougher than an alligator. But what would be great is crocs... And then people running away from them have to wear Crocs. Oh, wow. At least they'll be comfortable. Will they? Oh, no. Not wearing a Croc. I hear they're comfortable. They're very uncomfortable. Then why do so many chefs wear them? And like nurses. People just up on their feet all day long fucking love wearing them. They wear those like rubber Crocs now. Yeah. They're like not even made out of fucking leather. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. It's all like fucking plastic and rubber and shit. Uh, Josh, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up, boys? Uh, the whole thing about the bear is you run downhill, the bear chases you and then falls because the back legs is much longer than the front legs. So they, uh, you get, uh, you got a waking chance. Alright. Hmm. Um, let's go over here to, uh, our buddy Rob. What's happening, Rob? Hey, Rob. Uh, hey, Ron. Um, if you check out, uh, I just put on 202 Friends, uh, there's a video uh, of this leopard attacking a park ranger. If you, if you YouTube, uh, leopard attacks ranger, this ranger is trying to get a leopard out of the back of a cage in the truck and he starts poking it with a stick, trying to get it out. Yeah. The thing darts around like, like ninja fast into the window of the truck where the guy is trying to roll up, you know, old school roll up the window, gets jammed. The leopard is like half in, half outside the truck fucking this ranger up. I mean, it's like your worst nightmare, rolling up the window and his leopard coming through. It's awesome. All right, I'm going to check oh. it out. I'm a little fucking spooked on this, still. Let's move it forward so we're not sitting through all this fucking... Kenya. No, we're never going to find it. Poor cage leopard. It just wants to run around. Does it? Or does it like being in a cage? I, I don't think it likes being in a cage. I think I'd rather... Really? I'd have a warm place to sleep at night. I guess you get fed. Plenty of ventilation. And fucking poked and harassed by some random guy. <laughs> oh, what a fucking moron. If I lived in Africa, I'd always be like this. Said, Man, is it really fucking hot today? I mean, crazy hot. It's a dry heat, though. When are we going to break in this heat? Never. Seems like every day in Africa it's hot. Yeah. I think it's just going to get hotter. You would have think that's where AC would have been fucking invented. I don't know what they're doing. I guess they're just trying to find shade. As far as they've gotten. A leopard. I hope he fucking bites that guy's neck off, too. Oh, it got to him. Nice. I always like to say that the most dangerous animal is man. <laughs> man is the only animal that kills for fun. Man and cats. All right, on the show, they just had the fucking real thing happen, but they I had hate the, that. They had the need to fucking make a computer generate computer regeneration of it. By the way, this is the first computer generated black guy I've ever saw in my life. <laughs> Why fucking point race out? Look how he's just slapping. How about trying to move the other side of the truck, you dumb fuck? Pull a fucking piece. He kept insisting on trying to put the window up instead of maybe starting the truck and driving away. Leopard up in this shit. According to an online uh, psychometric testing firm. What kind? Online psychometric testing. What's that word even mean? Uh, just measuring uh, brain stuff. Brain stuff? Yeah. 
So they tested IQs of people on their site, and they said that people that use Internet Explorer are the dumbest of the online visitors. What's the reason? They uh, they just had the lowest IQ. But why? Why would they be dumber? Why would only dumb people go there? Well, I think the thing that what they're trying to say is like Internet Explorer in like the technology community, or whatever, is seen as like the shittiest web browser ever. Like there's like Firefox and Chrome, right? And pe- and they th- people who really like want to have websites load faster and work more correctly are going to be using Firefox and Chrome instead of fucking Internet Explorer. So the point is, the Internet Explorer people aren't smart enough to move on to a better yeah. thing. Yeah, and, uh, okay. and it also becomes preloaded with every fucking computer, so that would be people just, just sticking with their Internet Explorer. And fucking serious, for some reason, they love Internet Explorer, and it drives me fucking crazy. So it fits it perfect. <laughs> They're the dumbest fucking people ever. Uh, Charlie, you're on Fez. Ronnie, I, uh, I got two things for you. One is, uh, classic Ron and Fez bit was uh, a rhino, rhino versus a lobster. And you were curious if you could ever make a rhino the size of a lobster. You want to take it home. Indeed. And the other thing is, did you see the latest uh, Sam Rockwell movie? I, I called yesterday, but my boss made me go into this meeting. I go away from my phone. My boss didn't understand. What's the new Sam Rockwell? No, Cowboys and Aliens. No, I didn't see it because of uh, G-Baby. Wait, wait, wait. G-Baby did not say that he had more lines than Harrison Ford. And I'm telling you, this is a Sam Rockwell movie. When you see this, you're going to be so happy because you mark for Sam Rockwell. Forget the rest of the movie. Oh, I'm a big I'm a big Sam Rockwell fan. There's the no man. doubt about it. He's the shit. And my favorite thing now is when he comes on Jimmy Fallon, Doesn't he'll start dance. just fucking dancing. He'll <laughs> fucking hit it. Uh, so you liked it, Charlie? I liked it. Well, as soon as I saw Sam, he plays the you know the doc, the bar, the you know I own a bartender. I'm a I own the saloon and I get beat up. Right. Which is the perfect role if you're a Sam Rockwell fan. But I heard G Baby. He said he hated it. I had to go anyway. It's you know James Bond and you know. Harrison Ford I had to go and if you expect a terrible movie you're pleasantly surprised if you know like for this Planet of the Apes like I'm expecting the greatest thing in the world you know I'm going to get crushed oh it's going to be awful yeah oh, but I'm going in I'm like oh this is the greatest thing ever uh, alright maybe you know I maybe oh, I'll one more thing sir yeah. um, what theater you think Fez is really going to that he's telling everybody he's not going to like can we mark him uh, it would be easy enough, but I know Fez is seeing movies. I know it for a fact. You right, can follow me. I'm not seeing any movies. You're seeing movies. Please. Bet me money, and I'll fucking prove it to you in two seconds. The smartest. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna embed on my integrity. Thank you. You shouldn't. That's the smartest thing you could do. Cause I've heard you fucking slip up on the show so many times. Fucking heard it. And then he also, why does he have this interest in what movie's opening at what amount if he's not going? Uh-oh. I know he's fucking going. All right, Uh-oh. Mikey Boy wants to do a clarification for us. Oh. Mikey Boy. Hey, guys, I read the article about the Internet Explorer being um, used by less intelligent people. And really the main thrust of the article was Internet Explorer 6, which is an almost obsolete version of the browser that Internet Explorer is trying to phase out. It's only the really dumb people that are still using that. See, that's what I was looking for with this story, because you got to read into the story, not just the fucking headline, but what are they trying to say with this? So you're saying these are people who just somebody set up a computer for them years ago, and they haven't done shit since. Exactly, and they have no idea how to upgrade it or actually make web pages work that no longer work, and so yeah, that's why. Uh, Mikey Boy, why did you bum rush uh, yesterday down at Molly's? 
I apologize for that. I didn't think I didn't think it was a big deal, and now looking back, I probably shouldn't have gone. Um, we were I was in the area with my daughter. We were getting uh, at the dentist, and then I thought, oh, I'll just knock on the door and see if anyone's there. And so we stopped by. Apologize. No, no. Who told you that it came across a little weird? Um. Well, no. I I had uh, taken a picture of the outside of it, and uh, I I talked to De Dev, and I said, do you think it'd be okay if I didn't if I put this up but didn't say what it was? And she's like, no, don't do it. You know. Yeah. For, so, uh, so the people that are setting gone. up Molly's have to open up a door, and then Mike was like, yeah, I'm a friend of Ron's. I'd like to come in. <laughs> Wait, I didn't say that. Yeah, that's what I was told. I that's didn't what, say that. That's what was screamed at me. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, but, Mikey. You know, hey, we all try. We just try. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, there's no worries at all. You got to be first, Mikey, and I know that's real big. I know every I, news story. First. You like to write first. First, did first. It. I I had the no fun out of the grand part. opening, though. But also, Fuzzy, didn't you just feel like your story got fucking slapped down? Like here's the here's the way a smart person would read Fez's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mikey's a smart guy. Uh, Mikey, did you enjoy that on Mass yesterday? I did. I had a great time. No, you didn't follow Sandra Bernhardt home, did you? No, I did not. Thank you, buddy. It means a lot to me. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. uh, Mikey, boy, our best pal. He never comes in and just hangs with us, though. I know. Although, Jay Lawson's is going to come in tomorrow. Ooh. She said to me, she goes, I would love to do my morning dance for you guys during a strobe light. So we got to get a strobe light in here. Okay. And she wants to dance for us. Okay. You don't mind? I thought you were in a relationship. Oh, I'm in a very fucking monogamous relationship. But not somebody yeah. you don't care much about. I don't care very much about my girlfriend. Love her very much. When's the last time you saw her? Hold on. Yeah. Sober. When's the last time you saw her yesterday. you were sober? Yesterday. I was sober yesterday. The whole time? Yes. Or just the beginning? <laughs> All right, Mikey boy. We got a break here. All right. See you guys. You know, first I want to tell people about this website, crisis11.com. We are you in... keep bringing this up. Yeah, we are in economic turmoil in this country. And, yeah. and if you go to crisis11.com, it's going to talk about the American apocalypse. There's a video there, all kinds of information on it from the Weiss Research Group. And it just shows basically where we're headed with all the economic problems, with the bailouts and the debt ceiling and everything else. Shows where we're headed, and especially with inflation-wise, where, you know, gas is going to be $10 a gallon. So what does the website try to do? Teach America to do something different? Or is this for each individual to be able to save themselves? Yeah, it's, it's so you're going to see exactly what's coming up so you can make the moves possible for your own... What kind e of moves? For your own economic security. I'm sorry, I interrupted you in the middle of, uh, of a read. But what kind of moves can we make? Um, I need to talk to somebody over there. I need to get to the bottom of this because they've got you... You seem like you're very tense about this and you seem like you're shut down. Now, Hicks, do you feel like we're running into this Armageddon? It doesn't. It doesn't seem very. You feel scared positive. too, a, a little bit, yeah. A straight I'm, shooter like yourself. Yeah, it's it's fucking. You know, doesn't sound good. It's scary times. See, I am just it's the opposite. I think times have always been scary. Yeah. Except for now, we're trying to scare each other more. Are you telling me this is worse than the Depression? World War Two? Yeah, it looks World like War One. Worse than the, the Depression. Civil War. Uh, I mean, this country's sure. been through a lot. Yes, it has. But coming up now is probably something even worse. Crisis11.com. 
right, so you guys are just making that up. You don't really no. feel that way. I do. I do. Have you been to the website and believe in this stuff? Yeah, I've been to crisis11.com. According to Weiss Research, there's some big economic event that is coming that is basically going to destroy our economy. The world's economy will be destroyed then, not just the Americans. Oh, yeah, yeah. These, uh, they call it the American apocalypse, but it'll go global. It has to. Yeah. All these economies are too tied in together. Um, so that's crisis11.com, free video there from Weiss Research. You watched the video? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you believe all this? Yeah. Yep. The video is completely free. I have no doubt that these are hard times, but I just think calling it an Armageddon or a crisis, it seems, it seems like you guys are just blowing it out of proportion a little bit. I think it's probably what needs to be done to get people's attention. You know, before Lehman Brothers and all of that went belly up, people probably would have taken some things more seriously if they had known the severity of everything that was going to come through all this. Jim, you're Yeah, Ron, this uh, Crisis 11, America 15, all those other websites show the same video. And a bunch of shit. They're trying to get you to buy gold. And they're talking about devaluing the dollar. And if they get rid of the dollar, they don't even have a currency denomination to take place of it. So, hold on. Is this what this is all about, Fez, buying gold? Well, it's, yeah, it's about making moves, you know, where if the dollar becomes... Yeah, gold is at its highest right now. Uh-huh. And the dollar, the government keeps printing more money, so that dollar's going worthless no matter what, just from what the government's doing. And gold is going to keep its worth. Mm-hmm. Why? People love gold. But why? People love money. Uh -huh. You're saying that's going to be worthless. But are you telling me if everyone is starving on the planet, you're still going to want a hunk of rock? I would think wouldn't corn make more sense? Wouldn't flour? Bag of rice. Bag of rice. Boil I don't up. understand why Boil it, it goes back to gold. Eat we're it. not, you know, this. we're not scratching in the dirt anymore where you finally find something shiny and you think it has value. Um... Here's Driver in Utah, your manifest. Hey, first of all, Ronnie, uh, gold is just a commodity. It's just a usable commodity. That's why people are investing in it because, you, I mean, you, you got to mine it if you need it. Uh, but if you take away everybody's food cards today, the soup lines would actually be longer than they were during the Depression. I mean, we, we're all right, I want to get somebody on from this thing. We'll do just how hard or hard times because, Fezzi, I just see you sh just shutting down. You're just right. shutting down right. You're just shutting down right now, and you don't. You're letting all this get to you. It's terrifying. Don't be terrified. Just say to yourself, "You're a person. People solve problems. If problems come up, that's you. That's who's supposed to solve them. People." Yeah, but I can't trust this president and this Congress to solve economic problems. You're Look the guy who told us to vote for him. You're the guy who told us to vote for Obama. How did you change so much in two years? That he didn't turn out to be daddy? Right, I'm going to have to talk to somebody who knows all this stuff. Because I've got Fez into um, just this... You know, a fear factor right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to quote Joe Rogan and say it's a fear factor. <laughs> that show's coming back on TV, by the way. Yep. Starring Joe Rogan again. Perfect. Make those people... I don't know if I've ever heard of anybody in years who got... Uh, was invited back to host the show again. That's great. What would be the worst fear factor for you? The, the height thing? 
The bug thing. Being up high with bugs. And eating the scariest for me. And eating horse cock all at the same time. Mm. Greg, Los Angeles, Sharon Manifest. Hey, uh, Fezzi, you mentioned um, economic problems, debt ceilings, and inflation, and government putting the money. The government doesn't print the money. We borrow the money from international bankers. That is where our national debt comes from. That's who we're being scared by in this whole debt ceiling economic collapse if we can't pay our debts to them, they're going to be out. We'll be fine. We just filed because My new way of dealing is we don't pay them back. Yeah, exactly. That's and then if I we see China, we just run. We <laughs> just go like this. If someone asks us to go to a party, just go like this. Is China going to be there? And if they are, we don't show up. Yeah, let's just avoid that. Uh, what's the longest you've ever stayed away from people you owe money from? Oh, Jesus. Maybe like a year or two? I've been in places where I look like a ghost. <laughs> like a ghost. There was only the mythology of me in my neighborhood. I heard of this Ron before. Yeah, that's right. You keep fucking asking around, smoker, because you ain't going to fucking see me. <laughs> and then when he fucking died, it was like I got free money. Nice. Actually, I felt kind of bad. I was like, I never really had a chance to work it out with smoke. Well, you owe him all that money. I was one time, yeah, I owe him money because of a fucking circumstance. Okay, I understand. Something right. went very fucking south, and guess who kept their fucking mouth shut? A fucking teenage Ronnie B. Nice, good. Believe me, if I would have fucking, oh, it's your smoke? Good, because the cops think it's mine. I would love to fucking tell them who it belongs to. You're trying to do the fucking right thing. We're all taking a loss on this. You need to calm the fuck down. You're just screaming for no reason. Yeah. Anyway, to get back to what you were talking about, we're trying to have somebody on from that show. We got a break now. Run a Fez. The virus. Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show.
on the virus. You're a jizzer, the genius. Right. And you're a rizzer, aka Bobby Dizzer. Yeah, you know it's a Bobby, yo. You know it's a Bobby. And you're a Bill Murray. Bill Groundhog Day Ghost Busting Ass Murray. Who you gonna call? I know. Just gonna kill him. Surround Fez show. We're all in here banging around whether we're heading to a crisis thing. We're going to try to get somebody on from that website. Uh, Brother Liam coming in. Howdy. Liam, it's good to see you, my friend. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Now, you're heading to Chicago. I'm excited, Ron. Windy City, the second uh, city, the toddling town, city with the big shoulders, chicken in the car, and the car won't go. My kind of town, Chicago is. A huge silver bean, apparently. Now, you, before you get to the hog butcher, to the world, that's my caca over there, the owner of right. Molly's. Oh, wow. And we want to work it out so you have a nice... You going out with your chick or by yourself? I just by, well, there's going to be a couple people from Alt Nation recovering Lollapalooza that weekend. So, well, if you like, there's some Irish girls. Yeah. That work there. Nice. Uh, make sure you stop by and meet the, meet the Irish girls. So you're going to come by and get some cupcakes, right? Yeah, that'd be great. Wh- who's headlining Lollapalooza this year? Uh, it's the Foo Fighters. Well, Eminem's the big deal, mm-hmm. and then uh, Foo Fighters, Coldplay, and uh, and My Morning Jacket, and a few others. Muse, I think, is the other big one. Uh, scale one to ten, how excited are you for this Lollapalooza? Uh, You've been to every Lollapalooza since the first one. I haven't, no. Uh, you have. I, no, I've. Don't I've, lie. I've, I've, I'm pretty excited. I'm probably like a six or a seven. I'm interested to see how Coldplay does, because the crowd last year was really excited. They had Lady Gaga, you had Soundgarden, you had mm-hmm. The Strokes. These really big cult, polarizing, strong audience things. Coldplay, a little boring. Have you ever seen them live? No. They turn people around. They do. I remember when they did, um, what do they call it, the Jingle Ball or whatever they used to do every year? Yeah. And Coldplay was on there and everyone's acting like, they're going to get booed off the stage. Yeah, and the place ended up going fucking crazy they for kill them. kill it. Yeah. I mean, everyone thought Lady Gaga was going to get fucking yeah. booed last year. People were obsessed. She, but she wouldn't let anybody videotape it. She was kind of a, a bitch about the whole performance. I don't blame her <laughs> because... She's Lady Gaga. Yeah. You know what she did to this place when she came in. Yeah, she shut it down. By the way, Sandra Bernhardt brought that up yesterday. What did she say? Saying that she listened to the Lady Gaga on Stern thing on Sirius. Oh, yeah? And was loving it in a big way. So your everything that you do is to promote wow. this company. And it's starting to work out for you. Well, that's Leah, heavy, yeah. I'm, I, I dig it. And if people are interested in Lollapalooza, they should tune into All Nation this weekend. We're going to be doing interviews with a ton of bands. Check it out. Well, we want to pr- promote the special delivery show. Oh, but right. still, I love special delivery. If people are listening right there now, There was a time that you and Dave delivery. didn't get along, and now you right. do. No, I love it. I come in and I sit with Dave. I screen, I screen phone calls. I bring him beers. Well, we are going to set you up at Molly's when you get to Chicago. But then hopefully when you get back here, mm-hmm. we'll have a Molly's in New York. So oh, you'll yeah? be able to, you'll be the first person who will hit both. When is that looking like? Soon? Hopefully soon. Okay. I'm excited. I was saying to you yesterday that to step into a, kep- a cupcake game like New York is tr- tr- pretty tricky. you got crumbs, magnolia, buttercup. Bring them on. Yeah? Dude, I'm telling you. Never had one, so. Uh... I'm going to do a taste test for you, okay. if you like. Okay. I'll do a taste test on the show. Oh, yeah? That's how that's how uh, comfortable I am with it. Huh. I don't mind mentioning the other names. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh at it. 
And this is just the, for me, just the start of the pastry wars. Oh, yeah? This could go on for the 100-year pastry wars. Huh. Uh, Fez is buying gold right now because he doesn't know what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> well, Liam, that's all I wanted to say to you, right, and perfect. I want to thank you again. Well, I know you're you not here excited. as much. I know that the marriage started out shaky. Yeah. But you just, by the way, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for not inviting me to the wedding. I don't <laughs> like people's weddings. I'm I'm that kind of I'm that kind of person. I it's didn't wonderful not to yeah. be invited. So I hate two things. I hate invited to weddings and then invited to weddings of people that I work with. Right. So <laughs> then I'll have to hear stuff about work. I went around to a bunch of people here and I'm like, just listen. I'm not inviting you to the wedding. I told people so that sweet. you weren't invited to the wedding because I feel like you don't want to be there. That's so fucking sweet. That's an eight, that's an eight hour drive away where we did it. It's I don't care if it was across the street from my house. Right, you don't want to I don't go. like to go over there. I don't want to meet right. people's families. And then if you get invited, you feel like you got to send a gift you or do a card or yeah. something. Oh. You do I have to. you got to come up with money. Didn't want to touch people go around here inviting executives knowing they'll never go but get a nice big check. Right. I like that game. Not a big fan. And that's why Scott likes you best. Because <laughs> I didn't ask him He for hates Leeds because Leeds has always gone, hey, there's a christening coming up. Stop it, Steve. A <laughs> couple weeks ago on Roosevelt Island, I see an outdoor wedding when we were having that heat wave. Oh, wow. And I thought, that is the meanest thing yeah. anyone could possibly do I was to their a, friends and family. I was in an outdoor wedding in Florida and I went and got seats for the people, uh, for the ring bearer and the little girl, because I could see them passing out. Wow. And I just said, sit down, I give them water, fucking just pour it down their necks, and I go like this, these people that are getting married are pieces of shit. <laughs> Don't think all adults are this bad. Somewhere down south? Yeah. <sighs> Can't yeah, even imagine. Florida fucking yeah. August. Hey, we're having a wedding. Yeah, we Bullshit went. No, we decided to go north in the summer. Pretty smart. And then we have mini golf outside. So people, if they're bored with the wedding, go out and play around in mini golf. Well, I'm bored playing mini golf. Mini golf is not <laughs> going to make me forget about my problems. Then. <laughs> An open bar in mini golf will make you feel real good. Um, well, this cool. is much, uh, for Lollapalooza advice too. We're going to put up the Ron Bennington recommends where to go in Chicago. Oh to yeah, to friends. That's a great idea. You need restaurant help there. I think it's to over two hundred thousand people attending Lollapalooza this year overall. Mm -hmm. That's and every one of Magento. <laughs> every one of Magento. <laughs> Hi, right, Liam. Cool. Thank safe you, Safe travels. Appreciate it. Because I had a dream about your plane crashing, so be so safe. Thanks. All right. Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. There goes Liam. Nice kid, huh? Oh, yeah. Liam's great. I thought you hated him. What? Oh, Zito hates him. Oh, yeah. I love Liam. Mm. Well, I didn't know. Why you call him um, Liam Frex behind his back? Uh, Mike Cock, uh... Opening soon. HTG is in here with us as well. Do we have a date? Do we know what we're doing? We do have an announcement to make. Because I saw oh. something, too, online that says one of the Ron and Fez girls will be counter help. Yeah, I don't know what they were alluding to. I think it's going to be Jay Lawson's. They said a Ron and Fez muse will be working the counters. I wonder what they mean by muse. I don't, uh, I don't think that's correct. We have Jews, but do we have muse? We'll see. The band? J.O. Lawson actually wants to come in here and do our morning dance in front of us. Really? Uh, yeah. Really wants you to see it. I don't know what live. it is. Yeah, it's got to be live. Okay. Live and basically acoustic. Well, you know, you, it's good to offer to perform. Everybody should have an act. All right, you said you had an announcement to make. Yeah, and let, did you want to make it? No, no, you He's so shy. 
Mr. Mr. Friendly in the shop is very shy. If there's a he is very friendly, but you know what? He doesn't want to be recorded and kept for you know. This is the stuff they use against you in court. This could come back to haunt him because uh, he's also like Sinatra. He'll slap a camera down. He also will not sign his name, his real name, to go in anywhere. If people say sign in to come in, never use it. Won't use a real name. Go ahead and do the plug. What we need to talk about. Um. Molly's is going to be opening this Sunday. <gasps> wow. Holy that fast. Shit, After all quick. these years of we're not even close. <laughs> that fast. There it is. And um, they're going to do a special sort of soft opening uh-huh. on Friday just for Ron and Fez fans. All right. So if you'd like to stop by, where exactly is it? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> 228 Bleecker Street. Street down in the village. It's on uh, Bleecker and 6th Avenue. Exclusive. There's a little triangular park right there. It's gorgeous. By where Joe's Pizza is and Grom. Uh, you know, if you're Just familiar Grom. with the area, Grom Gelato. So 228 Bleecker. And so uh-huh. Ron Fez fans and your families and friends can come down. Oh, what time is it? Did we lose Jay or can we go back to him? Jay Moore was on hold there. It's only going to be from 2 back. to 8. From 2 to 8 o'clock on Friday. Come on down. Are you going to be there? I'm going to be there. A.M. or P.M.? The glasses are going to be there. (laughs) P.M. He's trying to throw you off. He's having fun. Yeah, it almost worked. He's having fun. It almost... Seriously, for a minute, I wasn't sure. (laughs) You know what? Why don't we do this? Not only will you be there, Mr. Fez Watley will be there. Hopefully not at 2 o'clock. Yeah, at 2 o'clock. <laughs> well, we'll send them down early. All right. Uh, what are we, a 12-minute train in? ride? Oh, yeah, it's very quick. All right, so if you leave here by 1.30... Um, the F train takes you right there. That's okay, awesome. Okay, well, that'll be for you. That, use that for your in- inside uh, voice. Fez can cut the ribbon. Uh, Fez can cut the cheese. <laughs> but... Um, that would be great. Get a, get a cupcake uh, done by Fez Watley. You're not going to be able to beat that. Uh, all right, that's very, very fun. Friday, stop by. Now, I already Mikey Boy has already been there early. Mikey Boy jumped the line. And I showed didn't tell up. anyone. He just sent me a text saying, look where I am. Mm. All right, here is funny man Jay Moore, who when he comes to uh, New York, I want him to get a cupcake and it's on me. Uh, funny man Jay Moore, how are you, Jay? Bonnie B in the place to be. What's up? What do you say, my friend? Now, is there any rumor that I, true to this rumor, that you would be joining Kevin Smith in some television stuff? I'm uh, honestly, I'm legally not allowed to comment any further on it because Kevin Smith jumped the gun when he may or may not have said something. Well, I think it's a fantastic idea. There might be, yes. The thing that can't be talked about, brilliant. You two together. Brilliant. Where's my body, Fez? Fez is right here. Fez. Hey, Jay. Was that, hi, buddy. Was that really you that emailed me on my website? Oh, yeah, yeah. You would. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it was like a long, long time ago. Yeah. It was weeks and weeks no. ago. No, I know. I just wanted, to, I emailed you back, right? Uh huh. And I just wanted to make sure it was you before I, like, had a dialogue going with, like, a stranger. That's all. Oh, no, that was me. All right. How you doing, pal? I'm doing all right. I'm going to be at the Molly's grand opening on Friday. You bet your balls you are, because that's the soft opening. We like soft openings. That means we're first, right, guys? By by the way, I am amazed by this. 
I've never heard about Fez contacting somebody no. by email or their website. This is a huge honor to Jay Moore. It was an honor, and it was very nice. And uh, I, I don't really feel comfortable talking about it on the air because it was, it was just a private little thing. Wow. And he never mentioned it to any of us, right? Oh, no. No? No, because, Ooh, it, I was, because it was a what? Fez Wally, gonna... live in a double life. I love it. You keep your double <laughs> life to yourself, Batman. We don't know what you do. This is wild. Hey, Pepper Hicks. Hi, Jay. Get out of my wife's head. All I mean, she does is walk around saying, no, nah, that's the cat. Cookie? Cookie? When Bronnie said... Let's get another cat. And Pepper goes, no, nah, that's the cat. He doesn't my wife, like that everything, cat. Every word, all words out of Pepper Hicks' mouth makes my wife laugh. And then when I show her a picture of you, I go, look at this guy. He's like a big, sweaty, like, drunken mess. And she yeah. goes, I love it. Yeah, she's crazy about him. Girls like to Pep. They love him. What's not to like? Yeah, he's got it all. He's actually got it all right now. It's all packaged, Ron. Uh, where are those? I understand that there's some illustrations done. Uh, oh, yeah, they're upstairs. Well, what are we waiting for? I would love to send one to Miss Nikki Cox, signed by Chris Stanley. Oh, yeah, but you can't write Chris Stanley. She'll go, who's this? Imposter. She needs it from Pepper Hicks. I've been waiting it's to like, see these. Cause, I can't uh, sign Pepper Hicks in scripts. Now, this was a painting or a drawing done to you? It was a picture taken of me by Mooch's wife, Pixie, mm -hmm. and then she turned it into a picture, a like a drawn picture. A drawn picture, mm -hmm. as you called it. Yeah. Right. You signed it Chris Stanley. It's like if you go see Kiss live without their makeup, it's That's like, true. ah, not as, not as good. So you How can't... do you feel about Gene Simmons asking Shannon Tweed to marry him, Ronnie? Uh, I feel like it's reality TV fun. Just you don't reality think it's because he got caught fun. cheating? The old save the marriage? Oh, I, I really want to marry you for the rest of my no, life. No, because I'll he leave. never was a guy that had to say that he was cheating. He was always allowed to have it. Um, you know, he was very open about that. Mm. He's an interesting guy. Mm. If by interesting you mean dull. <laughs> Molly's is opening Friday. Soft opening Friday for the exclusive Rodder Fez crew. Very exciting. When are you coming uh, back to New York? October, I'll be at Gotham, and uh, I'll be there in October, and hopefully I can come sit up with the big boys and uh, and, and sit and practice listening. Now the oh, because of what happened before? No, you you know on my podcasts too. When I listen back, I go, wow, I really have like it's just I, it's like I'm listening to myself at ten in fifth grade being yelled at in Mr. Rampolo class. Well, see, this this will be good skills for you now. Yes, sir. Impulse control problems. Um, well, we're still waiting for that uh, painting to come in. Fez actually left. The host left to yeah. run upstairs. So sent, you know, we got, he, you know names. And we have interns. We have producers. Spank Frank. But Fez leaves. He wasn't exactly no, sure. I told Fez, no, but Fez has a thing he needs to do for me. It's a whole double thing Fez is doing that you're not aware of. Fez mm -hmm. knows exactly what he's doing right now. It's a little errand I had him run for me. What are you two up to? Whoa. This is so surprising to hear about the double life of Fez Watley. It's a little talk show I'm putting together. Fez Watley and Jay Moore. I welcome it. I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, so everything's good with you guys? Yeah, I'm going to be doing a show with Kevin Smith. I'm very excited about it. Two of us together shooting a pilot.
That would be good. Yeah. That would be really good. Yeah, I would love it. What happened with Fez's blueberries? Everybody's tweeting me like, get involved. What are your What are your opinions on blueberries? Oh. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about it, but it would just lead don't, to right? sadness. It's like the Real Housewives of 202. Like, do you really want to bring it up again, or you just want to get to the reunion, apologize, and move on? All right, first of all, this thing of Chris Stanley is the best drawing I've ever seen in my life, ever. Yeah, it's uh, more what, By the way, where was this done? Mars Bar, which is now closed. No, you can find them at any bodega. It finally closed. <laughs> it finally closed down last week. All right, I want you to sign one of these and send it to the very Nikki beautiful Cox. Nikki Cox as... A present from me. Okay. All right. Yeah. To her. Pepper, before you were born, I sent the boys lobsters in studio. It's true. It's That's true. Sick. And somebody took a toy rhino and started smashing one of the lobsters. Yeah, rhino wins every time. I don't. I, we can't even get back into again. Like, yeah. We can't keep going into the past, Ronnie. Right. We're not going to go into the past. Now, the thing that Jay asked about was blueberries. But yeah. I don't think that takes us where we want to go. No, no not really. We want to keep moving forward, guys. That's what we want to do. Fez, did you take, do you take care of that thing? The blueberry thing? Yeah. No, the thing you and I, the separate thing that you went upstairs for, for me, right? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I went and got it. Yeah. Okay, thank you. What, what did you get? The, no, uh, don't worry about it. Fez, no, no, no. I'll talk to you later tonight, Fez, okay? Oh, they, they've got secrets. Well, oh, I will wow. just email about no, it. No, no, no. No, no, I gotta call you because I, I can't. An email, you're not gonna. I'm, I won't be able to explain it, so I'll just call you later. All right, well, you have the number. Have, their friendship right, is so guys. deep. This is crazy. Hey, this was always the relationship I wanted with Jay Moore, and Fez got it. Wow. I'm gonna just ask you, Fez, is this a healthy relationship for you? I think it's healthy. Yes. You know, uh, Egg, she got one of the most beautiful people. In America, who adores you and would like nothing better than a signed picture of you. Oh, so I just want you to know where your life is going. I feel like I'm losing you to Nikki. I'm losing Fez to Jay. And it's going to end up with me and fucking Zito and some alphabet fucking cereal. And that'll be it. That'd be great. Um, Here's uh, Anna. You're in the Run of Fez show. Hi. Uh, just wanted to know how my Pookie Bear is doing. No, by Pookie Bear, what exactly do you mean, Anna? I mean, uh, No Name. Oh, you, oh. No Name, our intern. Yeah. You're his little girlfriend. Yeah, I'm Anna. Now, we actually got to see pictures of you. Did you? Uh, yeah, and you're a very, very attractive, uh, girl. Very, very attractive. <laughs> and we all told Nonami... That he's a very, very lucky young man. But, yeah, you uh, think I'm out of his league? Yeah, he's, you're definitely out of his league. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know, maybe there's something about him that you see that I don't get, but I think it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No-name interns on top of the world right now. Other shows want to steal him? Yeah, they fucking want him barely. He's in high in fucking demand. Has he written a song about Welcome to New York, Molly's Cupcakes, or finally... Not After yet. Two years you've opened. Not yet, but he will be on it, and Molly time will happen. Fez, do you want to put on a cupcake suit and hold balloons or anything like that? I don't I, know what you're planning on doing that day. I will do that. If we have a cupcake suit. No, just, just beat just up on the SpongeBob suit people. You want. Everybody will know. Everybody will know. Wear your normal thing. <laughs> uh, 
All right, no name. This jeans. is your girlfriend, right? Yeah. Hey, babe. This is the oh, you call her, babe. <laughs> All right. This is the girl that you don't mind sharing <laughs> stories about, babe. No. <laughs> He's very open about your life together too, and I don't know whether you know that. Honesty. Oh no, I know. It's all right. I'm probably more open about it than he is. So. Really? But what he tells us, you're open quite a few places. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the elevator stops at the second floor. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, I'm about to fuck. Uh, have you written any new songs? No name. I'm starting to write new songs for the show. You don't have one ready to go now. Oh, we do have a, a Jennifer Hutt. I wrote a song about Jennifer Hutt in a treadmill video. All right, let me take a listen to Jennifer Hutt and her treadmill. And you said, uh, Anna, you don't mind if he's with a MILF. He calls her a MILF. Oh, no, that's yeah. okay. That's fine. Yeah, I like MILF. All right, yeah, let's take a listen to this. <laughs> yeah, she's walking on the treadmill as I come. Oh, God. Yeah, she's okay. walking on the treadmill as I come. Oh, Jesus. I like to see her boobs bouncing up and down on YouTube. She's walking on the treadmill as I come. Yeah. Well, it takes her 40 seconds to wash her crotch. Oh my god. Yes, it takes her 40 seconds to wash her crotch. So girls, listen closely if you want a clean pussy. It takes 40 seconds to wash your crotch. She's looking so damn fine as she walks. Yeah, she looks so damn fine when she walks. As she talks. That Jennifer Hutt, yeah, she has a nice butt. She looks so damn fine when she walks. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's very nice there. Um, I don't know whether she's going to want to play that on her. Um, no, I sent it to her, and then she was like, I don't know if I should play it. And she was like on the line of playing it or not. I don't think she played she it. Yeah, I don't think line. she's going to play that on her um, <laughs> show. Uh, by the way, uh, Rogue puts up, I need to see that pic of Pepper. Please post a no cheese it's for you. She gets very strong when she's not around us. Yeah. <laughs> now, yesterday, she was here with her daughter, Timid. Timid. Uh, she brought Cheez-Its to us yesterday. Um, I made the mistake of having some of the Cheez-Its out of the box. Yeah. Left them out on my desk. I put them on a napkin, left them out on my desk. Yes. And you should have seen the grease trap that that turned into. Roe was basically trying to kill us by giving us Cheez-Its. Well, we don't have to take your word for it. Do you have a picture of it? No, I don't have that. Oh. All right, so I guess we will have to take your word for it. Um, let's go over here to Chris. Chris, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, hey, guys. I was in Chicago. It was about a month ago, and I'm in a bar at a bachelor party for a buddy of mine all fucked up, and who do I see walk in, none other than Mike Kaka, holding a box of cupcakes that I think he gave out to people that worked at the bar. Now, i got to wonder... How is this guy making any money at this thing if he's just handing out his product? Well, what he does is he becomes friends with the other restaurants. Very nice. And then they welcome him into their restaurants. This is something food people are smart enough to do with each other. Freebie Central. Yeah. It's nice, actually. Make friends. So does that surprise you, Chris? 
Yeah, it does surprise me a little bit. I mean, you know, he he was real nice, and I mean, I was drunk, and my buddy was with me, and I'm sure we made a fool of ourselves, and he was nice enough to us. And I see him go into the back room with the box of cupcakes, and I almost wanted to follow him, <laughs> but I, you know, I couldn't. But Mikey boy I would have. <laughs> Mikey boy yeah, would have followed the men. Did he give you a cupcake? No, he didn't. No, oh. didn't even offer. He, you know what? I he takes them for chicks, dude. Not for drunk yeah, dudes yeah. from and Indiana. And I think so too. And I wouldn't blame him because there were some good-looking bartenders there, and I would have given them to them instead of me too. All right, brother man. Thank you. Uh, here's Chris. Chris, you're on the Run and Fez show. As a diabetic, Fez eats a box of sugary cereal every night, yet he's worried about a handful of cheeses. Hmm. Fez has done the experiment without us bringing in the results. We're just taking his word for it that Cheez-Its leave uh, a stain on paper, and yet we've never had the opportunity to see this. I, I can verify that I've seen it in the past. Well, then you two will have to sit around and discuss that together. <laughs> you can't trust me? <laughs> I, whether we trust or not, isn't it? This is show business. <laughs> What's the first part of that, Hicks? Show. You got to show me. Show. That makes it a b bit. I've uh, replaced them with um, Annie's bunnies now. I don't know what that is. Some healthy shit. Wow, see. <laughs> you still get kind of a cracker out of it. It's kind of cheese tasting. You know what? Look who it is. Time to talk to. Uh, for my cock, got to start be friends with this guy. Uh. Hard Rock Johnny. Literally starving here for cupcakes right now. Let me tell you something, Johnny. At Molly's, cup, uh, dessert is the only part of the meal. Yeah, and it's always part of the meal, so it should be, but it's the only part, which I like and I respect. I want you to come down on Friday. Fez is going to be down there in a cupcake suit waving to people. <laughs> I would love to see Fez in a cupcake suit. And then I also want you to have like a giant arrow, Fez, that you sometimes turn as traffic is going by. Um, if Johnny's coming down, I'm going to buy a pig. Ooh, I'll carve it. I'm done. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, because she'll serve a pig that hasn't even fucking, that's still alive. Trichinosis oh. pig. She's going to bring a trichinosis pig again. Exactly. But you'll be there, so it's going to be all right. That was uh, a party that you had uh, that you actually said, come on over to our party. And we saw you from a distance. We waved. And then that was it. You disappeared. You know, I was putting out a lot of fire. I was actually cooking that night, trying to cook, um, and putting out some fires and making some big mistakes what did you with do? the watermelon. Put, put a full pig in a toaster and then uh, go out like it should be done seconds from now. Without, I swear to God, Johnny kept most of the virus listeners from being killed. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, though. The only, I remember the pig, and I also remember... I just remember Sheepy crying because someone got down behind him and they pushed Sheepy, like one of those things where you School get on all four behind poor Sheepy. <laughs> and, I, I know it was Fez. Uh, I think it might knelt, have been. Knelt behind Sheepy, and I forgot who did the pushing. Eastside Dave. All right. <laughs> Sheepy hits himself. Then, and I see this happen. Somebody said to those guys, hey, you should schoolboy Sheepy. Because he was, he was standing... In the sand. So, you know, wouldn't it be funny to schoolboy him? When he went down, I guess th there was a lack of knowing how to fall properly oh. and protect yourself. <laughs> Nothing came up. It was on sand. Come on. 
So he hit hard. He came up crying. And like, you know, Dave and Fez went from that, <laughs> to, oh, shit. Oh, Everyone's going to hate us. So I'm backing further away from this. Here comes HTG, who in those days was Sheepy's protector. Mm-hmm. She comes across, starts fucking barrel laughing and high-fiving. Blood. And telling Sheepy not to be a baby. And then I was yelling from the other side, That was my idea that they did that. <laughs> now that it's worked out. I thought it would be funny to do to Sheepy. Because I thought that she was going to fucking light those guys up. Now, there no. was no blood. And after I found out that Sheepy had been playing the fake I've never had Jello before game a couple of times, just because he loved people going, Oh, really? Let me get you a Jello shot. Well, uh, you know, I'm not going to fall for it twice. All right, this is what Roe from um, writes in. I don't need Cheetos to kill you, Fez. I'll strangle you with my bare hands. Holy oh, Oh, real ladylike. Wow. She Oof. gets so Damn. strong from a distance. But she was very timid, and she actually said to me yesterday, Hi, it's Roe from um, Long Island. I go, oh, yeah, Roe, I know. Mm-hmm. Met you and your daughter. We're friends now. You're coming to the soft opening on Friday. Fez is going to be dressed up like a gi- giant cupcake. <laughs> Fez is a cupcake kills me. <laughs> Do you think he'll make love to himself? Oh, I forgot when he was a kid. Yeah. He was known to fuck a cupcake until... That was a rumor. It never happened, Hard Rock Johnny. The I'm latest just, rumor I'm... is what's going on right now between you and Mr. J. Moore. Just pals. That's it. Johnny, is that the bad phone? <laughs> How old is that phone? Oh, they just found a pair of Prince shoes. Prince left a pair of boots. <laughs> the pants line. Should it's we duct tape line. it? <laughs> uh, it's a modern phone, by the way, Fez. It, it sounded like it was seriously. It sounded like when you pick it up, you should have to talk to an operator. <laughs> Hello, operator. Get me Oakwood 4, 593. I miss old phones. There isn't a single new phone made that is comfortable to talk on and that you can actually hear No, well, first people. of all, they, yeah, they don't work as phones. But, Johnny, do you remember when there used to be names like that? I don't know. I'm not that old, but I do remember, like, you know, I remember seeing it on old TV shows. Because that's where the Pennsylvania 65000 or whatever comes from in that yep. song. That was actually, like, a phone number. I know in Seinfeld, it did Klondike 5. Klondike 5, because that was the old one. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck does that mean? It's, it's the first two numbers, like for like I, where I grew up in Hawthorne, it was 4 2, which is H A. Mm-hmm. So it was H A 7. That's so it was by town. So you were Hawthorne 7? Yes, Hawthorne 7, 0625. My area was Hubbard 5, H U 5. Oh, look, there are cupcake suits available to buy, Fez. <laughs> I saw one once outside of uh, Magnolia. Fezzy, would you wear one of those? I would wear one of those for the grand opening, the and soft then, opening. Then a sign with the end bomb on it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that's going to attract business. It won't, but I saw it in a movie and it was great. <laughs> it was really great to fucking part of that. Sam Jackson might come and save you. <laughs> Bring your ass in here right now. Just act crazy. This isn't for you, it's for them. All right, that cupcake thing might work perfectly for you, Fez. I like the little cherry hat. A cherry Aww. for a cherry. <laughs> Damn it, beat me to it. Uh, all right, Johnny, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Later, boys. We'll see him on Friday at Fez Watley's soft opening.
Where do you get that cupcake suit at? Amazon.com. Well, can we get anything that'll get it here immediately? Can will Amazon do it overnight? There's rental places in the city too. Yeah, but that red cupcake suit. Oh yeah. And there's Ricky's. Who? Ricky, did they lose that number? <laughs> or do they want to call anyone else? I'll send it off in a letter to myself. All right, I'm going to have to become friends with uh, Virginia Madsen because Fez stole my best friend, Jay Moore. Oh, boy. And then Hicks stole my best Uh-oh. friend's wife. Poaching? Yeah. Friend poaching? Not that was something you used to talk about all the time, wasn't it, Fez? Friend yeah. poaching? Yeah, and now I'm guilty of it. Who poached a friend from you, though? Because you were the first person I heard use that term. And I didn't know people... I didn't know anyone kept a friend so close that you didn't want to be friends with anyone else. I had accused Franklin at Cypher Films of trying to friend poach you from me. Yeah, but that would have meant that you were his friend first. No, see, you were my friend, and he was st- trying to steal my friend away from me. See, here's how I would say friend poaching is. If I was being friends with you so I could get close to Chris Stanley and then poach him away. I don't know, like, if somebody that you and I don't know come in and start being friends with Chris, whether that's friend poaching. Yeah, no, that's just me making a new friend, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be different. I think you have to use the other person to poach friends. Like when I tried to use Stevie Baldwin to become friends with Alec Baldwin. And I would always say to Stevie, why don't we get Alec to come here What's tonight? What's he doing? But what I didn't know is Stevie was used to that from his whole life. Oh. Um, let's go over here to Chris. You're on Fez. Uh, yeah, sorry guys. Just tuning in. Ron, you said something about Fez's soft opening. I'm not talking about his bunghole. I'm not. Okay, uh, Jay, you're on a Fez. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Uh, what can we do for you? Uh, I'm deploying to Iraq tomorrow, and uh, I want to get some advice from uh, Pepper, you, and Fezzy, if able. All right, Billy, I would keep your head low, and don't keep be a hero. Low. Don't be a fool with your life. All right. And then, Billy, come back here and make me your wife. Well, uh, what about Pepper. Pepper, any advice for a, for a KG as he heads into Iraq? That blows. I stay hydrated? I don't know. I'll tell you this. Stay hydrated. It's the fucking desert, Why don't right? you fucking show up with your signs and say stay hydrated <laughs> as planes are taking off? And I'll tell you this, KG. After watching Avatar, don't go fucking native on us. <laughs> don't join right, those blue monkeys against us. No. What about Fezzy? Fezzy. Just be careful as can be. Careful as can be. Well thought out and hysterical. Makes my blue monkey thing now seem stupid. Um, you're, where are you right now, KJ? I'm in Germany right now. Dude, I would just fucking stay in Germany. There's a lot of fucking hot chicks there. Just. Oh, but Ronnie, I don't have a choice. They're telling me I gotta go, so I gotta go. AWOL was always a choice. Uh, my dad did it, my grandfather, my great-grandfather. My family is fucking backed out of every war in our nation's history. Nice. <laughs> well, I, I'm just hoping that I can go and make make my country proud. Make make sure that you guys are proud of me when I come back. Well, you know, we always treat the returning vets great. That's what America's known for. <laughs> yeah, fucking baby killers. Yeah, there you go. Start spitting on yourself before you even get there so you get used to it. All right. Well, thanks, Ronnie. All right, and don't videotape anything, bro, while you're there. Don't YouTube. We'll be, you know, 
Take care of yourself, brother. I will. Peace. Thanks, Ronnie. Or maybe you can ask like a actress. That's to go a little on a date. late right now, isn't it? I hope, I hope he's listening. I hope he's listening still. I'm starting to see myself as Good Morning Baghdad. I'll be fucking Robin Williams. I'm the guy they're listening to over there <laughs> while I'm playing Motown fucking hits. Jamming out. This will be great. Well, I don't know. I don't know if we can get along with everybody anymore. I know we try. Uh, Fez Watley grabbing the stick today. How you feeling, scale one to ten? Oh, three. Three? Yeah. Your fucking little Miss Cupcake on Friday. You should be this. You should be at a ten right now. It's okay, cupcake. Queen. All right, wait. Friday I just found be a ten. We just found a cupcake that has "Eat Me" written on it. Oh with, yes, you gotta have that. <laughs> yes. Is there another one that says "Eat My Balls" or how many cupcakes do they get? That, you have to go into the back room for those costumes. But I get it back like room. A beaded curtain. Oh, I thought you meant asshole. No. And you called it the back room. Remember in the old video stores they used to have that side room with like a curtain? Remember, I used to eat my lunch in there. <laughs> you had to act like you were looking at someone else. No one ever walked directly oh, no. to it. You're no. like, oh, there's a lot of diehards. I know. Oh, oh, it, it is. Good. And then finally, ah. I was too young. Where I want to be. I remember um, when I was down in fucking Key West, they would have those, and this is like years ago, it was like 80s, but when everybody had video stores, but they would actually have those up in the windows of Duval Street, Perfect. and there would be guys butt-fucking at the, whatever the blockbuster the day yeah. was, and you're like, Key West, you're nuts. They're very Literally, old. there they are. Nuts. But anyway, I'm taking away <laughs> Dirty balls. from the big cat who's just fucking swarming the mic today. They call him the big cat. Uh, NBC's new entertainment chairman uh, says one of his priorities for the new fall season is to get a sitcom on the air starring Sean Hayes from Will and Grace. Sean P.S. Hayes? Purely sexy. So he was just Jack on well, Will and Grace. It's already been announced. It's already done. Yeah. Oh, I was going to bring this up to you because the same place that I saw that story, I saw this. Yesterday, what was your prediction about the the latest, your daily Charlie Sheen news? Oh, that they were just going to have Ashton Kutcher play Charlie Sheen's part. So I get home last night, I put on Deadline, and uh, they had it as the opening scene takes place at Charlie's funeral. <laughs> All right, so that uh, rumor's right out the window immediately. We just don't know. Yeah, I don't think we do know. Although she would be closer to Fez to knowing, since she actually talks to executives. Maybe Fez was there. Just maybe it's part of his Jay Moore secret. Is that what you and Jay Moore are working on a sitcom? Mm, I really can't say what's going on between me and Jay Moore. Fez Watley writing to somebody on their website. Secretive is so out of character for the way I've known him all these years. Oh, but yeah. he doesn't want to talk to Jay on the phone, only email. That that makes me even curiouser. But, like they're sending each other hot pics? I don't know. There's some something, yeah. Stay hydrated. Seriously, no, it's, it gets hot out there. I think they have to do something like drink a half a gallon of water a fucking hour. So it's good advice. It is. It is... The same advice they're getting everyone else. <laughs> and what was Fez's? Come back safe. Visit a cooling Be center. Be careful. 
Oh shit! Oh what? fuck! You busted him on that cold. No, it wasn't. I forgot the feathers. That God, ball, you know, you that just took it from a no, three to no, a two. No, you know what? I was just thinking about like what the, how the news gives all the generic "stay cool" advice. I forgot. I was not a Fez slam. I swear. Fez, are you gonna get any celebrities to meet you there on Friday? I could have Virginia Madsen come in. Our new thing with Molly's New York is that we're gonna invite every single celebrity that we meet. Free cupcake, no beverage. Sandra Bernhard would be great. Sandra Bernhard. Did you see what Jay Lawson's wrote about Sandra's skin? It was glowing. It was so. It was glowing, and I'm like, oh, sounds like somebody. A little connection. Yeah. Oh, some something. Hmm. Maybe they'll both be in here doing the dance tomorrow. That would be something. Anyway, Fuzz, we're stepping in the way. You, you got news for us, Yahoo News, stuff we can use for the Jews with the blues. Randy Moss is retiring after 13 oh. seasons in the NFL. I wish a caller told us that first break. Oh, sorry. You don't ever have <laughs> to be sorry. You're allowed to repeat news. We're like ESPN where we just repeat the news. It's, imp- it's that important. It is. I'm very interested in watching what goes on with the Patriots this year because who, who, who are they Ocho. getting? Ocho. Ocho Cinco. Cinco. And they have before taken someone with raw talent that wasn't performing well in another team and made them into a star, Randy Moss. So I'm really excited to see what happens here. They've got two like that with uh, taking Albert Hainsworth, too, that the Redskins had nothing but trouble with. That's the Redskins. This could be yeah. very exciting. You know, you remember when back in the like glory days of the Oakland Raiders, they would get all the bad guys yeah. that weren't working out, fit them in the system? That's what New England seems to be doing. Until they start failing at it, God bless them. Yeah. Now, the Redskins have always tried to grab people that... We're stars somewhere else, and it didn't work out. That's the fucking Redskins. Uh, I don't care who you are. You would have to agree that New England has the the best fucking coach in football. If he's making the the decision, why are you second guessing him? It's baseball season anyway. I don't know why we get so into football before it happens. It's fucking just frenzy. It is. It gets you crazy. <laughs> Plus, with the whole the, the coming back or whatever, that's people are also like, I never like, paid any attention. Why did I get any of this news beforehand? Now I have. I never paid any attention when they were out. I could give a shit. Even more. Yeah, I know, yeah. That's what happened. As soon as the lockout was over, all the trade information all came out in one fell swoop instead of. Very true. Instead of just dripping out like it does over the off season. Um. All right, now, Mikey Boy tells us that the cupcake, eat me cupcake costume is available locally. Let's take a look at it. I think it's the same one we were just looking at. But, you know, my problem with it is it looks like a drawing instead of a... Well, there's another... The other that's option is fucking the one, beautiful. I think that's the one Hicks found, that where you've got icing flowing out over you. you yeah, know. and then the cupcake is like a dress. Yep. How big do they come? That's a good question. Can you get a double XL? Be easy on yourself. You're Uh-oh. really looking good lately. One size, but you, yeah, you you are one size fits Al. <laughs> one size fits Al. Maybe we ought to get Al to do this. Well, where's the other one? Because that one's cute, and I think Fez will look good in it. The other, this link didn't do anything. But you, oh, here it comes. You're right. It's it looks like a drawing of a cupcake on just some flat foam. I don't like that guy as much. But I like the first eat one. Me. Eat me. Maybe we could always make. Well, I don't know. We could put an eat me. Mike wants to eat me out front. <laughs> well, they're not officially open yet. <laughs> that was all I had. There's always more. 
It says HTG. Yeah. Look at that pretty little cupcake costume. That's the one I want him to have. I think the Eat Me is a little... I don't know. Uh, we're not that kind of place. We're going to be a family place. Yeah. Please note... <laughs> This costume is running small. But you're not going to wear it as a dress. You'll put pants on. No, well, he'll wear uh, shorts under it. They call it a tunic. Yeah, don't you wear tights with those things? Chris Stanley's <laughs> going to take the uh, stick for us now. Chris, what's going on in your world? Let's jump on the fucking stick. Uh, oh! <laughs> why? What's, why? What's wrong? I'm just saying. It's just a stick. Oh, now you made Fez upset. Why am I making Fez upset? Because when you said jump on the stick... I told him today was his stick day. He was going to run it to the end of the show. And today was Cupcake Day and Jay Moore. Mm. It was all going on. Now you're upset, Fuzzy? Yeah. What do you Why? Because you... Because I look, couldn't eat the you, stick. You, you, you can get you, it on back on right no now. No one wants you to eat a stick. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, no stick eating. But he didn't need to say that, did he, Fuzz? Like that. It didn't help. How, no. how could it not help? I'm just stating that it's my turn to be on the stick. You're very enthusiastic. But your happiness level, when today I told him today was his day to have the stick all day. Well, then he can have the stick back. I don't, I don't need it. <laughs> you want it like back, guys? I just said I didn't have anything else. Oh, why shine a light on that? Who oh, are these people? <laughs> it's me and Fez and HPG and Mike Kaka. No. Let's all talk sticks. Do you want to dress up as an espresso? <laughs> sure, okay. Remember when Kramer spilled that coffee? That's really <laughs> fucking good. Thanks. <laughs> well, this was supposed to be Fez's time to shine. That's why I feel bad, Fez. Do you feel like he does that to you sometimes, though? I Yeah, I think it was just... Deja vu. Not helping. Dave Javu? Dave Javu? No, it's a Deja Vu. Oh, I know, but Dave Javu is fucking even funnier. <laughs> but that's good to stomp out a, a, a fucking joke because it's not 100% accurate. <laughs> Accuracy is comedy. That's what I like to say. That's what they say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to give sticker. you an accurate description. <laughs> that. And most comedians would be like this. On the way here tonight, I had a boring ride listening to classic <laughs> rock and then arrived here at the club. I had a couple of drinks. Uh, so I wanted to kill myself. First, he had Why a picture bring made. that up when you know what Fez oh, come is going on. through? He's signing pictures now. I know. Do you love this picture of him? I love this picture. It's really... It's, it's, and Pixie. you know what? It's, a lot, it's even nicer um, in person than it is in the picture online. What's that mean? Oh, you mean it's that... Like, I think it's wider. It has, it's, well, how did she do it? It's like watercolors into a print... I think she took the picture and then uh, like the, the actual the photograph yeah. and then converted it maybe like in Photoshop or something. What are you going to write to uh, Nikki Cox? I'm not sure. Stay hydrated? I'm not sure. Stay hydrated might not be bad. <laughs> she does live in Southern California. It gets hot down there. Yeah. Stay hydrated and then a winky smiley face. Yeah. That should be your signature. I don't know how to make a wink. All right. Then just twink. <laughs> All right. Twink. I have people writing in that every day it seems like Pepper makes Fez cry. Okay. <sighs> Great. All right. Who wants the stick? I'm just going to say who wants it. I'll take it, but Fez should be on it. Because if me saying I took it made him upset, then I'm not fucking... The last thing I want to do is make Fez upset. 
Fezzy? Uh, if, I, uh, if I can think of something. Well, he's got things that he can think of. All right, he can have it. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. oh. I don't, Took it again. I know, I'm not interested in taking sticks. Take the stick. I don't know. No. It's not taking yours. stick. This thing's fucking just pilotless do, right now. Do it quick. No. Just take us in. Land us. <laughs> I, you know, I have... It was Fez's day, but he said he, he ran out. So what do you got? Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. It's not competitive. I, I don't see it as competitive as, at all. all right. Go ahead. All right. Do you hear on PBS this November, there's a Woody Allen documentary coming out. Have you heard about this? No, but I'm fucking totally excited now. Who's done it? It's an American Masters documentary. I love American Masters. It's one of my favorite fucking series. And a couple of things that come out about it, come out. I don't know if I'm a spoiler alert for you. A no, couple of big things. Alert. I kind of, you know what seems bad though, is like this is the kind of stuff. Fez, you're always trying to get my interest, but you don't go through the stuff that interests me. And Hex does. That fucks up. I mean, you end up talking about you know reality TV, and I don't watch a lot of that. But uh, Woody, I love. So American Masters, go ahead. He came out and said that he thought Manhattan, was, he had blown it badly with Manhattan and thought it was completely unreleasable when he first when he first made it, mm. which is it's crazy. I never heard that before. I didn't know he would. Yeah. The masterpiece. He's, all, he's also not the most optimistic guy. Yeah. And he thought Eddie Hall was just okay. Right. He didn't. He wasn't a big fan of that either. And then he, they was he off. still not a big fan of it, or just at the time that he I made think, it? I think he still thinks Annie Hall's just okay. Mm-hmm. That he still wasn't a big fan of it. And then and that uh, he listed his fa- as actually his three favorite movies he's ever done of his own, which is Match Point. Which that came out that was Scarlett Johansson, Match right? Point, but, but yeah, Match Point. He wasn't even himself. Yeah. I'm going to say this. Because I've heard him bring up Purple Rose of Cairo before. That's, uh, he loves one, Purple Rose. And by the more. way, this new movie that's done better than any other uh, Woody movie seems to remind me of a Purple Rose of Cairo. Oh. And then the last one mm-hmm. is Bullets Over Broadway. Those are his three favorite films ever, of his. That was a little surprising. By the way, none of those would make my top five if I was doing a five. Wow. My favorite... Well, although I love the uh, beginning of Manhattan more than life itself. Uh, or about the same as life itself. But I love Stardust Memories, and that's the one that everybody else fucking despised. Really? And I just think it's fucking... I just think it's great. But it, it shows you how ugly his fans are. His fans are just <laughs> coming up to him constantly. Well, every I think every fan base just has people just fucking just gonna rip you apart. But it, no, but it's just the people that liked him. Oh. So just like he's trying to be at this gig, and people are coming up and giving him like hams and stuff. And then the guy just comes up <laughs> and he looks like a virus listener, and he just goes like this: "I was a cesarean," oh. and it was just so fucking funny to me from working in. You know, Florida radio. <laughs> but God knows what was going to come out of the fucking swamps to be your friend. Okay. All right, so this is going to be on soon? It's going to be in November, actually, a few months. Um, Robert, uh, we did it. He's directed some episodes of Curb, and he's also working on a Kurt Vonnegut documentary. Oh, wow. Yeah, I want to see that, awesome. too. Did you, do you know about this new 50 documentaries to see before you die? Um, Starts tonight. 
Oh, the what's his name is doing Spurlock. it. Yeah, Spurlock yeah. is doing it. We ought to try to get him on the phone. I don't know whether he's local anymore, but I'd love to have him come in and talk about it. What, what is that running on? It is. I don't know I what current C? TV is. Oh, current TV. Yeah, well, that's, that's current the, TV um, is the new Al Gore one. With the, Al Gore and Keith uh, Olbermann. So Olbermann is it on there. all the cable? Yeah. All right, so I can find it. I just have to look for it. Yeah. Uh, well, let's break. Uh, back in a couple minutes, Ron and Fez show. The virus. Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez show. With the personal debt uh, tumbling out of control, inflation, prices on food, gas, everything going up. There could be an American apocalypse on its way. You want the information from Crisis11.com. Go to Crisis11.com. Check out that free video there and see exactly what America may be headed for, for economic calamity. This is going on now, and it's, uh, it's an American apocalypse that could wipe you out Financially, according to Weiss Research, who put this video out on Crisis11.com, there is a major economic event that is coming to America that is going to affect everyone, not just from your finances, but also to your personal safety. It's, uh, they say it could be too disturbing for some viewers, but... Weiss Research says this is a reality of a situation that we're headed for. We're all at risk. Go to Crisis11.com. Watch the free video from Weiss Research. Get the tools you need to survive the great American uh, apocalypse that's coming in the next 11 months. No obligations. Just completely free information. Crisis11.com. The virus. The Ron Fez Show. This crowd is going deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere. A former gravekeeper now about to become the master's champion. It looks like I'm a rat. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! It's the Ron and Fed show. I was just watching them try to set up some stuff for Guy Fieri tomorrow. Perhaps he'd like some nice cupcakes after the dives that he goes to. Class it up, Guy. You don't have to just go to dives. Yeah. Uh, Fezzy the Cupcake Girl is going to be heading out Friday. We're all excited about it. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. Tommy Johnigan wants to know if we've found those CDs. Yeah, I got back to him. We, we had them. I had went through the fucking mailroom. Right, so we do them. have them. Yes. Do we have uh, Mike Zito CDs? Mike Zito is good to go with his CDs. When do CD we time. start giving out CDs? We'll give them out tomorrow. We can just fucking make people love it. Well, what are we waiting for on the Mike Zito? When does that album start out? When are we supposed to start doing those giveaways? Did he sign for us still? Yeah, they are signed. Both? Those are nice. Yeah, it's sign time. And Tommy signed too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both signed. CDs. I want to start doing producers meetings and going over this stuff and making it a nice thing to pop out there. You should be proud of this, Hicks. Very, very proud of it. Um, yeah. We can give some to your sister's boyfriend. <laughs> your sister boyfriend is a big fan of Tommy Johnigan? My sister's boyfriend loves Tommy Johnigan. He watched that um, last comic standing and was furious 
when he didn't. Uh, I was also furious when Tommy Jonigan didn't win that because he should have. He's a huge, huge fan, and when I told him that um, you got that you guys were friends with Tommy Jonigan, he almost uh, jumped out of his skin. Yes, that's right. I'm friends with Tommy Jonigan. Big deal. Let's not worry about it, Mr. Jewish guy. <laughs> Mr. Oklahoma Jewish guy. How do you know he's Jewish? Oh, I thought he was with your sister. He is Jewish. <laughs> I guess if you're going to be dating a Jewish guy, you have to either be Jewish or missing a limb or some fucking reason. No, some women really look for a Jewish guy. They they see it as someone that they can yes, dominate I'm not saying who a Jewish make a guy. lot of money. I'm saying why would a Jewish guy be with a Jewish girl? I was going oh. off your sister now. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. No what Jewish is girls? the appeal of Jewish women? I don't think there is one. Mm, gays like them. You're right. People. Uh, I don't know why, uh, although Laura Nero is my all-time favorite. She's great. Higgs, what about you? You got a Jewish girl that you like? Virgin Mary. That's beautiful. That's I'm wearing good. her right now around my neck. There you go. Kathleen from the from the uh, BX made that for me. Um, let's go over here. Chris. Chris, you're on the Ron and Fez show. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, last week I saw Daniel Tosh and uh, Tommy John could open up for him, and I had no idea, but I heard him on the show a few times, but I, I loved him. Hey, I thought he was funnier than Daniel Tosh. Um, yeah, well, I guess they're playing big places then, huh? Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was right in Pennsylvania, but it was the arena, <laughs> so yeah. Because um, Tosh is doing pretty goddamn good right now. He's blowing up all over the place. Well, according to this guy, Johnny getting hand in his ass. Uh, Chris? Yes. Since you're a big fan, you're going to get the very first of the Tommy Johnigan CDs. Give us the name of it, what it's called. Producers meeting is starting right now. <laughs> How to get a hold of it, what we're doing. Um, what do we got for it? All right, all of them are scurrying. All are scurrying. Go to TommyJComedy.com to pick up Tommy's new comedy album which is signed and being given away right now on the Ron and Fez show it's called Stand Up Comedy 2 Stand Up Comedy 2 this is the name that he gave that's right his album Tommy Jonigan uh, Tommy Jonigan his new album Stand Up Comedy 2 we've had two listeners win today number one this guy who saw him and number two the boyfriend of HTG's sister. Congratulations. Loves him. And did he love him before the last comic standing, or is that where you learned about no, him? No, that's where he learned about him, and he followed him all the way through, and, and he just keeps saying, every time he comes to New York, is, is Tommy John even performing anywhere? I want to go see him. If well, you can see Tommy all over the place, though. He just never seems to be he's in the right a, place at the right time. He's though. not a Broadway act. Where you just come here and you see him on no, Broadway. No, like he thought maybe a comedy club would be more likely to see him here than in Tulsa. He plays Tulsa, though. Once a year, he'll play Tulsa. We just got to wait for that moment. Yeah, he's living on Tulsa time. Well, you have him follow his uh, website. Oh, I'm sure he does. All right, I got to go back to the man with the stick, Chris uh, Tanley. Christopher. I don't know. Sure, Fez doesn't want the stick back? Don't, don't be a baby. Don't start that. I'm not being a baby. I'm just saying. I don't want to upset them. Nobody man. has the fucking stick then. Neither one of you have to fucking say a word man. the rest They're of the day. They're not the stick man. I'll say I'm the stick man. Hope no. I'm upset Fez You had your it. chance. Why are you taking it back to Fez hasn't been upset in 15 fucking minutes? All right. No I'm upset. I'm just saying. No upsetment. 
Just sayings fixes everything. Maybe you're in the cupcake on Friday. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You want to be dancing retard? We can do it to you. I ain't, I ain't dancing in no cupcake <laughs> outfit. You're going to dance in the cupcake outfit. No, I'm not. Okay. In Japan, the tsunami survivors. Oh, hold on for one second. Yeah. Is there any reason that you did that with your eyes when you was doing the story? Oh, just why tell are you the saying story. that? Just tell the stories of its regular news. <laughs> They're giving them robotic seals to help them heal after the fucking after this after the trauma of getting a goddamn tsunami on top of their heads. So they're giving robot seals to these people. Their solution to everything is robots. <laughs> One thing after another, it's like ah, give another robot to fucking heal them. Um, you you're gonna need a robot seal. Uh, we look things over. <laughs> so where does the robot seal go? They hold it and just. They clutch it to just try to, I don't know, soothe To them. me, it's as soothing as if you were holding a blender. It's a fucking machine. Yeah. It's not, now, if I could have a real seal, I'm sure I'd start feeling better. Oh, hell yeah. Just feel like fucking little fish. Have it do tricks. I wish that seals would go by their original name, Sea Dogs. I do like that. Because that's what they are. Yeah. They're, the fucking weirdest thing is when you see a seal, it's just a dog with no legs that barks at you, but... You'll never meet a dog that eats raw fish. No. No sushi dogs. No. Have you seen those fake seals that they uh, throw at the sharks? I want one of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are great. Well, they're like raincoats. <laughs> I, they call them fake seals, but they're just a black raincoat. But the weird thing is if you were a Japanese person and you owned a seal as your pet, you would eat the same exact food as them. And you wouldn't like, wouldn't be like so bad if like, oh, grandma's eating uh, dog food. Oh, good. Sea dog food. Yeah. A sushi. As long as you don't feed chicken to a chicken, you're fine. We've all seen that movie. <laughs> we know it's playing on demand right now. But you know, uh, you know what I was wondering? <laughs> do, I know fish eat other fish. Right. But do fish eat their own species of fish? Like, will a, a trout eat a trout? Have you ever had a tropical fucking fish tank? They will fucking guppies will eat guppies. You have to be very careful. They'll eat their own breed? Yeah. So then what do you do? I mean, how do they have a society? How do hamsters. They I've seen hamsters. My oh. friend had them ate their babies. Ate their own babies. Yeah, you're, I've heard about the eating the babies thing. Which, try to explain that to a fucking kid. That's a mother or father hamster. Will go after their own babies. Is There's that like rare, or is that something? That no, I think it's when they're in captivity. Do you know about this, Mike? Yeah, it, well, in the mic, Mike, Mike. It's usually a, a dominant male. If he takes trying to take over, let's say a pride of lions, the dominant male will come up and kill all of the other cubs that another male came so it's kind of the same thing even with hamsters if there's another male in there uh, but he'll go and, and they don't use it for food no they just kill them they just kill them yeah. so nobody else gets them right as a smart move because you can only ha really have one lion running a pride why the hell are you not going to attack them when they're at their weakest as if they're babies that must be the worst thing you can eat though is of your own kind or maybe well there's dogs that eat their but why is it so that's pretty bad. Why is it so awful if you're a meat eater, right? 
to eat meat. Because you can't, because it's a disruption to your society, to the growth of your species. But see, here's the thing that I don't understand. So you're saying there's an actual intelligence to the animal, where the animal would be yeah. able to say to themselves, hey, we need to keep prairie dogs going on. Not I mean, do you think prairie dogs think they, we want <laughs> generations of prairie I know they're forced to do it they through nature. They don't think like we do, but that doesn't mean that there isn't some kind See, of instinct. I'm going to go just the opposite. I'm going to go the opposite. I think that we put our thoughts on instinct, where we act like, Oh, we're deciding we want to do this, but it's really the instinct. We don't know why we want to right. do it. And then we're coming up with, oh, like... Yeah, I then think, we make up a reason for right. it. Right. Our first thought is, I want to fuck her. But then we go, because I love her. We make, <laughs> you know, we we decide, right. I want... No, I want to settle down and start a family. As if that is a a thought that anyone would have. I think... We don't have those thoughts. I think right. our body says this is the way to make the species go on. And then like we explain I, it. Like if I'm one of those people, I don't know why, but I want this, the human species to go on forever. The thought of we fuck up and our history stops, for me, it's heartbreaking. I really think, and, and not because of just like, oh, the animals should go on, but I think that cost us Mozart and fucking Beethoven and all the great things that we've done over our time together could be ruined just right. to prove that we're different from fucking cantaloupes and fucking antelopes and nothing else really matters but survival and and continuing the species survival but why That's does why it we matter? have babies we don't have babies because it's you know because it's fun but then we tell ourselves, well, I've always wanted to be a dad. But that's a made-up story. We make up explanations. But scientists have, I mean, scientists have come up with certain things. Based, there's some evidence about um, our basic survival instincts. So that's not just something we think. No. Right, Mike? Number one, function in, number one function in life is to maintain fitness. Then it's to reproduce. That's, but see, other animals don't even have to think about maintaining fitness. They do because if you're, let's say you're a, like we'll go back to a lion. Uh -huh. Let's say you're the the head of the pride. Once you get old, that other young lion is going to come in there and he's going to take you out. So the lion that's already there is the leader of the pride has to maintain his strength and his fitness to do it. So they don't know they're doing it, but. All right, so there's something different there between self-survival and survival of your species or even to bring it down of your family. Where I think like the female species is much better coming up of I want the offspring to do better. Well, and, re and reproduction is all about continuation of your species. Right. Right. And everything does that. Everything has it in the back. I mean, if you watch how far trout will go to have their eggs in a certain spot. They don't know why they're doing it. I mean, to me, that's the one out of everything in science. Here's the two things I want to know. I really want to know what is that kind of code that goes into instinct. It fucking amazed me since I was a little kid. And then the other one is just time itself, how fucking time works. If I could figure out those two things, I could finally relax and I wouldn't be fucking <laughs> constantly bothered. If you think about it, the first... 
male and female of every species that figured out to have sex, what what made them decide to put that particular body part in that particular See, place? I don't think they they decided. They I think they it's were just pushed to it. And that instinct is a survival instinct. Has to be a what else would it be if it wasn't a survival instinct? So with the fitness thing, we must be the only species that retires. Like no other group of animals, an animal gets old and the other animals take care of it, bring it food. Uh, elephants might. I'm not sure about that. But yeah, we also have a huge variety of what humans look like as opposed to other animals. You know, you see a, a cat. It looks like a cat across the but board. What about you dogs, see, you... though? I mean, dogs come in such... Can you imagine if people came in as many different sizes <laughs> as dogs? We'd never stop fucking laughing. And the, um, the animal, I mean, because I guess animals haven't figured out how to protect each other necessarily or how to set up a system to protect yourself when you reach that age. They don't reach the age as often as humans do. do, do is there even a lot of natural deaths in nature? Do yeah, most you get of old, them, like, let's get old and sick. You get old, your teeth break or something, mm-hmm. or, you know, starts to slow everything candy. down. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, Michelle. Michelle, you're on the Run of Fest show. Good afternoon, gentlemen, HTG. Um, another reason that lions and chimps will kill the young is because as long as the mamas are nursing, they won't go into heat and there won't be any hot lion sex. So they kill the babies so that the mothers will go back into heat again and they can have had hot lion or chimpanzee sex. Yeah, but how does the mother handle this when the daddy lion goes around killing all the kids? Is he pissed at them or they, they try to protect the babies? I I would think she would be a little chuffed at him, yeah, but, I mean, that's just nature, and, you know, they don't think the way that we do. They get over it, so, um, and fishies, as far as fishies eating each other, uh, the only time they do that is, like, if one is wounded um, or dying, because the schools, there is protection in the schools, and if you eat your classmates, well, you're not going to get a lot of protection. All right, so the schools are out to protect each other, and even if one of them is injured or sick, the protection to the school is to get rid of that weak one. Exactly, right, because then that makes the, the entity as a whole weaker. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, what if, if you're... Yeah, what if the, the Ron and Fez show was a pride of lions? <laughs> what would they be doing to protect the whole? Well, I don't want to go there because I don't want to piss Fezzy off. Well, I'd just be putting myself out on the plane. Well, you haven't done that yet. You haven't no. thought to yourself, hey, the pride comes first. Are you nibbling on Fez's arm? No, it's just the opposite. Just the opposite. I am starting a civilization by bringing back muskrat to those that won't hunt. <laughs> um... But if you really look at the difference, I mean, that's why people, I mean, that's the thing that we have over the other species, is that we will go out of our way to do things that are unfair. Yes, and we also... That's civilization. We also do a lot of things to shoot ourselves in the leg. We've we've gotten so smart that we've gotten stupid. Give me an example. Because we've moved away from instinct. We'll, you know, like the global warming stuff and, and, you know, the dependence on oil. If you go kind of back in history in our evolution, you'll find that, um, like, the, the American Indians were a lot smarter as far as... They didn't even come up with the wheel. How could they have been smart? They had a wheel, no? No? Did they not have a no, wheel? No, no wheel. Wow, that's pretty stupid. They had fire, though. 
Yeah, they did it's have more fire. Important. And maybe the wheel wasn't really the greatest thing to have after all. They, they, they didn't come up with brick it. and mortar. There's. I read something the other day that... Uh, that oh, you're doing something doing, Indians couldn't do. Read. Right, but he, there was... Somebody wrote something about they think farming has been the most destructive thing that's ever happened to humanity because it, it taught us to settle down and it taught us to be protective of our space and to own a space and then listed a whole bunch of detrimental things that followed. Where did you read this? This is interesting to me. Um, on the internet. Because... Uh, yeah, the Indians did not have any cities, which is just amazing when you think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how far away from the European point of view could that have been to just yeah. not have cities? And you you can't really do you can't do that anymore, not just because we have cities, but because we just were too global. You have to have less people, more land. Well, right, but the only reason why you're acting like we can't do that is because we've already done it. But if we have just taken it into a to account that here's the important things, then we would have went in that way. Well, now, Cuba is more isolated than we are from the rest of the world, and they've been able to to do, but but they turn that into an advantage, and I believe they're the most sustainable country on the planet. They have um, a a tremendous amount of green... Behavior, Yes, because they never had industry. Right, but there's and, advantages to that. Well, it also looks into what, because I know a lot of people who came here from Cuba, and a lot of what sustains them is eating th- squid three goddamn times a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, good. Yeah, I mean, what, what, it might be enough to survive, but it's not what you would consider, not even that, but not even a healthy diet. But I, I just started, you know, I read about this. It was a little throwaway article in a in a magazine I love called Mental Floss. It's just kind of a magazine about interesting things. Well, it's a brilliant name for that magazine. <laughs> now, where do you get it? At the dentist's office? No, it's Sounds like name. highlights. Terrible name. Well, it kind of is highlights for grown-ups, and you would read it. You would love to be sitting in, if you're in a waiting room, you would be thrilled to have Mental Floss. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it was an article about, I did, there's a ton of things I didn't know about Cuba and um, how they run things. I just always thought of them as the people evil, you know, dark place on the planet. Well, yeah, they definitely... Now, as far as self-sustaining, I don't know, because they used to get a lot of money from Russia to keep going, just to stay... um, Ecologically sustainable, as far as, um, you know, uh, farming and growth and the ability to not be dependent on outsiders for food and... Yeah, but I don't know... not contributing to pollution and and all of that. Okay, but... Anyone who could do stuff kind of left Cuba a long time ago. All the people that were kind of alpha and capitalistic yeah. are all living in Miami. Yeah. Well, capitalistic, but uh, but there's there's communistic people still there, and and I don't mean communist in the bad way. I mean there are some there are some good principles in communism. All right, well, let me put it in a way that you can understand. The lightest people on the island are gone. <laughs> you know, all the people who thought, I've got connections somewhere else. Right. Like really, anyone who could leave. Yeah, anyone that could leave did. Um, but it is this strange fishbowl. There's a rye cooter thing. God, I can't think of the name of it right now. Buena Vista Social Club. It's yeah. a documentary. Make sure you watch that. All right. Because some of the old buildings in Cuba are... Uh, just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I would love to see. I would love to visit there. I know it's not. I know there's a lot of terrible things going on there. I don't mean to act like I think it's a great when, place. When uh, when I lived in Florida, 
friends of mine when I was down in Key West said we could drive over and they will welcome us we'll buy cigars and come back and people the Americans would do it then and I, I thought I don't you know you can go through Mexico the, too Flying through Mexico. But I mean, just off the cuff, without even oh. checking in with anyone, <laughs> just literally drive up on the beach. They would be like, "Yeah, come on up, have a drink, and you know, buy some cigars Sounds and great. head back." Uh, yeah, it was the Americans that we supposedly had to worry about. Mm. You know, the American Coast Guard would be waiting for you. Mm. All right, we got to go this Friday. Soft opening <laughs> from Molly's in New York. And you're the grand opening, you're not saying, or Sunday. we are saying? Sunday. Starts Sunday. And check out the Twitter, at Molly's New York. All right, there's a link up on 202 Friends. We will see you back in here tomorrow for the Ron and Fez show. And that's the end of my show. Dong. Things like that drive me out of my mind. I watched it for a little while. Love to watch things on TV